CarFitness.com to join today. You've probably seen those car shows on TV where they restore Ferraris, Porsches, and Mercedes. Did you know that Denver is home to a shop just like that? For 27 years, we've been restoring, repairing, and selling only the finest classic cars. This is Jack Farland from Farland Classic Restoration. And if you've ever thought about restoring a car or investing in a classic car, check us out at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We do only injury cases, have for years. In fact, for over 25 years. An accident is just another ordinary event for the insurance company, but it's anything but ordinary for you. Don't get hurt twice in the same accident. Once in the accident and again on the insurance claim. The insurance company has its own lawyers, its own doctors. Who do you have? Champions of the people. Bell & Pollock. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's right, championsofthepeople.com. For a reason, we'll help you. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. He's the only one who knows what the buttons and dials do. Jesse Trujillo. He's the newlywed who hasn't yet established good boundaries. Marty O. He's a millennial who keeps this train on track. Sort of. Will H.W. Peterson. He's the smartest man in Denver sports media. And he wrote about it in July. James Merlat. And he's the star of the show, the center of the morning universe, the one and only... Vic Lombardi! Third down and seven for Philadelphia. Football. Ertz split left. Clevin in motion to the right. Foles throwing for Ertz down the middle. McCourty fell down. Ertz into the end zone. Touchdown, Philadelphia! And the Eagles have gone back in front. Hey, sports fans. Uh, first of all, this is not a Tide commercial. This is the Vic Lombardi Show. Welcome back, James, Manchester, Merillat, Will Peterson, fellas. Uh, <laughs> where do you rank that one among the all-time Super Bowls? Because that's got to be way up there, don't you think? Oh, no doubt. I mean, we tend to have a little bit of a focus on the, the recent uh, and, and overstate the uh, the value of it or the importance of it. But, man, that was a lot of fun, and it went the way... Most of America wanted it to go, which was certainly a good thing. Most of America? All of America, well, except I mean, the New England states. Yeah, that's what, what, what are you say. talking about? That's why I say most. I mean, there's yeah. like nine people who wanted it to go the other direction. But, uh, yeah, what a game. Just entertaining from start to finish. All sorts of fun. Turned out the way we wanted it to. It was uh, it was all good. HW, I don't know if you attended a party or not. I did a poll during the game, and I said, uh, well, actually, after the game, I said, Were you happy because the Eagles won or because the Patriots lost? What was the theme at the party you attended? Yeah, it was Patriots lost. I mean, as Broncos fans, you felt a moral obligation to cheer for the Eagles. And then as that game got better and better, closer and closer, uh, it was just a very anti-Patriots vibe. Not necessarily pro-Eagles, but I was fine with that. We had, uh, and I didn't go to my brother's party. My brother had a big party. But he's telling me that every single time the Eagles made a big play, it just an eruption of, of, of fans cheering as if the Broncos were playing in the game. That's how anti-New England it was. And, and I don't know why necessarily. Well, I know why. But 
more so than any other team I've ever seen. More than the Raiders back in the day. I mean, the venom for New England, the fatigue for New England is real, guys. It is. Guess what, though? Let me, let me, let me clue you in on a little secret. They may have lost the Super Bowl, but this time next year, uh, guess who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl again? Barring something crazy, it's going to be the Patriots. Mm, we can dive into that, but uh, yeah. Pencil Boy's gone. Ho- uh, McDaniels is gone. Hoodie and Brady uncertain. Malcolm Butler's gone. Gronk's contemplating retirement. That's a that's a lofty thing for you to say the day after when we have uh, no idea what the future is. I don't care how many assistants they lose. They've lost assistants for the last decade. Yeah, I'm not sure Pencil Boy leaving is going to be a bad thing. That defense was terrible yesterday. That defense ended the season the same way they started the season. Remember that opener against yep. Kansas City? Yep. And they couldn't stop anybody? That's how they were yesterday. I, I think Matt Patricia cannot get on a, a bird fast enough for Bill Belichick. Well, it's not like Jim Schwartz had it dialed in either. Defense was optional for both teams yesterday. Yep. Defense was horrid. And, you know, maybe that's the way fans want it. Maybe that's why we regard that such a great game because it was a video game. That's what it turned into. It was virtually a video game. Do what you wish in the passing game. Throw it whatever you want up and down the field, and plays will be made. Which uh, it will go into my piping hot take, by the way. My, my, my one takeaway from the game, fellas, it's pretty simple. If you do not have an elite quarterback in this league, if you don't have a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or a Ben Roethlisberger, why in God's name would you not implement RPOs into your offense? Why? Well, I, I'm with you, and you're you're jumping ahead a segment for me as well. But yeah. it's a, it's an indictment of coaching staffs that don't go that direction. Um, it, it, you know, it, in terms of how do you get the most out of a guy who maybe doesn't have elite talent? Look what look what Doug Peterson and company oh got goodness. out of Nick Foles. Yeah, it's it's not it's not that hard. And I get the conservative nature of NFL coaches because they don't want to injure the most valuable asset of the franchise, which is the quarterback. But when you have two of them, and I've said this all season, you guys have heard me. You know, my whole thing is get two or three of these guys and put them in there and run the same damn offense. I'm not saying you have to get three $20 million quarterbacks. I'm getting get two or three that can do the RPO thing and let them do their thing. I don't understand why coaches are so averse to running the run-pass option in the NFL. Colleges do it. High schools do it. Hell, peewee teams do it. I think it's pride, a lot of it. I think these these coaches are too proud to try it at times. Well, now, they they just believe in their system, right? You're going to run my system. We've mm-hmm. seen it in Denver now with two different coaching staffs. Square peg, round hole, and it, it's just it's a lack of it's a lack of creativity, but it's more of a stubbornness of I believe in my system, and you're going to have to adjust to me. Well, and best part of that entire game was the play call that Doug Peterson made on fourth and goal that Nick Foles caught the touchdown pass, yeah. and, and it was just a pure ironic moment that that Brady couldn't catch his ball and Foles could catch his. Didn't Giselle say my husband cannot throw and catch the ball? Yeah, yes. we know he can't catch the ball. You know Giselle. what that play reminded me of? And it's funny because their names are similar, not exactly spelled the same. It reminded me of Chris Peterson's dial-up in the uh, the Fiesta yeah. Bowl for Boise State and the way he threw trick plays at Oklahoma. Do you remember that? Yeah, do you remember what my last name is? Oh, that's right. You guys share the same last name, although he has a D instead of a P. He has an me. odd spelling, too, just like yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Similar. Sort of bothers the hell out about me. smart people and weird last names. Yeah. Fellas, I spent uh, most of the Super Bowl, or at least the first quarter and most of the day, eight hours, dizzy as I was all day yesterday, at a dance competition, a dance recital in Aurora. All of the fathers watching NFL pregame in the hallway on their phones. It was hilarious. And by the way, 
hate to go off subject before we get into our big news right now. You go to these things, right, these youth organizations, and I know you do it all the time, and I'm not sure what the policies were when you were in Houston for your kids' gymnastics there, James, Mm -hmm. but they would not allow anyone at this dance competition to shoot video of said competition. You could not have your cameras out shooting it because they wanted to sell you the DVDs. I don't understand this. Well, I, I don't understand it. It's a it's a money thing, right? Well, of course it's a money I thing. I mean, but I mean, come on, man. No, really? we we can film it. We put together a little montage of uh, of all the highlights. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I have to pay to go to the meet or for my son to be in the meet. Then we have to fly down there, get a hotel. And then it's a twenty two dollar per person entry fee to go in and watch him compete. It is amazing how youth sports has gotten to this point now. And you know what? We're still doing it, though. I'm willingly doing it, right? I'm willingly doing I'll buy a DVD. I can afford to buy one. I will buy one. But it just amazes me how far it's gone. Just off the deep end. All right, let's go. Big news right now. What made headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. I guess for Bronco fans, the only redeeming value of that New England loss, outside of the fact that nobody likes New England, is that now the Patriots have the same amount of Super Bowl defeats as the Broncos, and Hoodie wasn't happy. We weren't able to, to perform at our best. Um, obviously, didn't do a good enough job coaching. Missed a lot of opportunities offensively in the first half. Didn't play good enough defense. Didn't play good enough in a kicking game. Just wasn't quite enough against a good team like like Philadelphia. Hey, it's not your offense, bro. It's not your offense. Tom Brady's numbers, are you kidding me? 28 of 48, 505 yards, three TDs, zero picks. It wasn't your offense. <laughs> That's the last thing I would blame is the offense at this point. Meanwhile, Doug Peterson and his offense managed to dial up 40-plus to beat those Pats. We hadn't really slowed them down, you know, from our defensive standpoint. So I just knew that if we were going to win this football game, I got to take a couple chances, and that was one of the chances that we took. What a game. What a crowd. What a scene at Pepsi Center on Saturday night, just two days after the Nuggets beat OKC on a last-second shot. They rallied from 12 down in the second half to beat the best team in basketball. Play of the game came late in the fourth quarter when Gary Harris misses a dunk. He gets challenged by Kevin Durant. The ball ends up in the hands of the Joker. Barton has it. He's working against Draymond Green. Right side over to Jamal Murray. Murray guarded by Curry. Murray crossover move. Spins in the paint. Off to a cutting. Harris slam. Blocked at the rim by Kevin Durant. And a foul called on Katie. No, it's not. A three-pointer wide open by Jokic. And the Nuggets have a three-point lead. That was a crazy play because Durant hit the deck and all of a sudden the ball's out in the corner. Jokic scoops it up and hits a three and the Nuggets never trailed again. Michael Malone on beating his former team not once but twice this season. The Nuggets only one of two teams in the NBA, Rockets or the other, to have beaten the Warriors twice. Yeah, I think it's just a belief. I mean, I think a guy's... Uh believe in what we're doing they believe in each other they believe in themselves and uh you know <laughs> you know when the schedule came out and you knew you're gonna have a four-game stretch against boston san antonio oklahoma city and then golden state you know it was okay we're gonna have our hands full and i couldn't be prouder of our guys uh you know we easily could have been four and oh 
Meanwhile, in Winnipeg Saturday night, the Avs can't seem to get anything going. They lose again against the best team in the division, those Winnipeg Jets. Well, started out pretty good. You know, I thought we did a nice job. I think they only had 11 shots through the first almost 30 minutes. And, you know, we had a few good opportunities to score some goals. And, uh, you know, most of them, to be honest, we didn't even make them make a save. We missed the net on a couple of our best chances. And All right, folks, hop on. we got three hours of a fun show this morning. Super Bowl recap. We'll discuss what's ahead this week. What do we do now? we got plenty to do. Because the Nuggets are making a run. I think the Nuggets might be playing their best basketball of the season. They're at home against Charlotte tonight. You got the Vic Lombardi Shore piping hot takes coming right up. Troy Hansford knows how to move homes. He can sell because he knows how to market your home. He is an agent that specializes in the marketing. In fact, he's got a deal going right now. Hansford will sell your home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for five grand. Troy has an exclusive system. Again, if you're not happy, you can go away. If you feel pressure, you don't have to do it. There is no obligation. There is no risk. Just give them a try. 720-600-6244. That's 720-600-6244. He's Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Group. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Kreckman and Harris. Coming up Monday, Kreckman and Harris looking back on Super Bowl 52 as the Philadelphia Eagles finally knock off Brady and Belichick and the New England Patriots. That's right, we live in a world where people from Philadelphia are actually happy. Plus, looking back on the weekend that was for the Avalanche and the Nuggets and getting you set for Denver taking on Charlotte this evening at the Pepsi Center. It's all coming up on the Monday edition of Crackman and Harris. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food. It's Real de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at Real de Minas Restaurant. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Colorado has a website that will save you time. And what's more valuable than that? Visit Colorado.gov slash tax. Find the answers about filing taxes in Colorado. New to the state and have questions about filing Colorado taxes? Are you a business with questions about your state sales tax? All your answers are just a click away 24-7. Colorado.gov slash tax even has a quick answer section to many frequently asked questions. Make filing taxes easier. To learn the facts, visit colorado.gov slash tax. No need to call when the answers are just a click away. On colorado.gov slash tax, you can find instructional videos, numerous toolkits, and information for free in-person and online tax classes. 
Visit colorado.gov slash tax. It's your free resource to everything you need to know about Colorado taxes. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Revenue, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The Altitude 950 traffic update. An accident has shut down all lanes northbound Highway 85 north of Bromley. You want to use Bromley Lane east to fourth north to bridge to get around the closure. Traffic is brought to you by Murdoch's. Do expect delay northbound I-25 if you're traveling, making your approach to Greenland Road down in the Douglas County area. It's an accident there for cars. Now through February 13th, shop Murdoch's Ranch and Home Supplies, pet food and supplies, truckload sale for the lowest prices of the season on brands like Natural Balance, Science Diet, Canada and more. Visit Murdoch's today for details. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. 30 second down and 10 from his 49. Shotgun snap. Here comes the rush. He's hit. He spins away. He resets. He cocks his arm. He throws long in the end zone. Two on left jump ball. It's ricocheted around and incomplete in the end zone. Zeroes on the clock. It's over. The Eagles have beaten the New England Patriots. 41-33 in Super Bowl 52. Even after everything that happened in that final quarter, in those final minutes, it still came down to the final play of the game. That cockroach won't go down. The witch will not die easily. The Patriots still had a shot in the very end, and that's what makes the Super Bowl fun when this team is in it. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. This is not a Tide commercial. Joined by H.W. Will Peterson and James Manchester Maryland. Fellas, that Tide theme was pretty damn funny. That was That was creative. Very well done by those guys. Uh, maybe I was just enjoying the Super Bowl party too much. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, we kept seeing the Tide guy, but you're you a little serious? too into the Tide guy this morning. I have morning. no idea yeah, what you're talking about. It's the second time you've made that joke this All right, morning. See, I must have watched the, the Super Bowl by myself, which is what I did, and paid attention to the narrative in all these commercials. But uh, the Tide commercial is all about some other theme coming up, like you're watching a Budweiser commercial, and all of a sudden it changes to, oh, no, we're talking about Tide. They just used other commercial themes and brought it back to Tide, the uh, detergent. That was the whole thing about Tide. I totally missed it. I was busy cooking. I was busy tending bar. I was pouring wine. I was watching the game. See, I, 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 I don't, don't see. I want. You're drinking I can't wine. Do yeah. How do you, I, can't, I can't do it. I cannot do. I can't do parties when I'm watching sports. I can. I simply can't. I'm sorry. I, I'm weird. Well, I watched the game. I can tell you what happened in the game. I just missed this whole Tide thing. Totally missed it. What about I, the Dodge Ram commercial? Did I you guys see that one? I couldn't tell you one commercial. It was couldn't funny because the Dodge Ram commercial elicited the most reaction on social media. Either loved it or didn't what? like it. I thought that I, was interesting. I, 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 thought that I was loved stupid. it. I, I thought it was dumb. I thought the Morgan Freeman and the the the, the small guy from Game of Thrones doing their uh, battle rap battle. I thought that was the best commercial of all of them. That Eli Manning dancing. He, he did Dirty Dance. I thought that was hilarious. I, it says here on the text line, perhaps Vic ate a Tide Pod for breakfast. That could have happened. Yeah. 
Yeah, very much so. Hey, a lot of people wondering what happened to Malcolm Butler. We'll get into that a little bit later. I thought that was a very interesting theme going into the show. Uh, Malcolm Butler doesn't play, and he's one of your better corners all season. Plays 98% of the snaps and doesn't play in the Super Bowl. The hell's going on, it, it, Hoodie? Please is, tell me the dynasty's not crumbling. I want to hear that one more time. It's a very Hoodie move, and it just blew up in his face. Oh, right? Did Meme. it ever. It, 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 ever. It, it's the kind of thing when they win and we all talk about, wow, what a genius. He just, you know, do your job and he had a, he had a, a vision that this was going to go his way or whatever. And it just blew up in his face, which was great to see. Well, it, it wasn't even a disciplinary move, right? It's one thing if it's discipline. Right. If the guy like is out with prostitutes the way that one <laughs> dude from Atlanta was. Eugene Robinson. Exactly. If he's doing that, I get it. And Eugene Robinson played, by the way. <laughs> he ended up playing in the Super Bowl. It's one thing to, to discipline a player, but deciding that another player is better than him and gives him a better chance to win. Are you kidding me? Don't you remember just a couple years ago this guy won you a Super Bowl hoodie? He won you a Super Bowl. He saved your ass against Seattle. And now you sit him for the entire game? Yeah, it was odd to say the least. Let's go. Piping hot takes. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. Fellas, uh, one thing we've learned after watching this Super Bowl and this season, and we should have learned this years ago, why we have to have example after example. Coaching matters at every level in every sport. It just matters. And I'm talking specifically about game day coaching, the strategist. First and foremost, you got to have the requisite talent, okay? If you don't have the talent up front especially to allow a coach to push whatever buttons he needs to push, it's not going to work. have to have the talent. All due respect to Sean McVay, Rams head coach, you won coach of the year. That award should have gone to Doug Peterson, all right? That college offense that everybody refers to, that is not a gimmick. That is not a gimmick. It, it, they say it won't work in the NFL. Oh, really? Really. Because a college offense just beat the New England freaking Patriots. You can't go for it on fourth and one from your side of the 50 in the NFL. Oh, really? Huh. Because Peterson did, and he just beat the Patriots. Nick Foles can't possibly go toe-to-toe with the great Tom Brady. Oh, really? He just beat Tom Brady. Forget Foles, Cousins, Breeze. Forget all those quarterbacks the Broncos keep talking. Could they trade for Doug Peterson? He coached like a coach who's not looking over his shoulder, who's not afraid to lose, who understands you have to be more aggressive the more important the game. You have to, especially against the Patriots. He coached to his team's strengths. He outcoached the great Bill Belichick. Just think about that for a second. He outcoached the best in the game. Coaching is important. Coaching is all important. Coaching always matters. Next hot take. It's HW's Hot Take. Saturday, I tweet the Eagles or the Broncos going into Super Bowl 50, the Seahawks going into Super Bowl 48. No respect given by the country. That's dangerous. Patriots dynasty starts to die in 26 hours. The Patriots are dead should be celebrating in Denver, Colorado this morning. Rob Gronkowski might retire. Malcolm Butler is gone. Nate Solder, come on home to Denver. Hoodie Brady, you guys remember the Seth Wickersham article? 
for Kraft, Brady, and Belichick. Is this the beginning of the end? That was a headline on January 4th, 2018, one month before they lost the Super Bowl. Celebrate this morning, Denver. The Patriots are dead. Gronk might retire. Butler's gone. Nate Solder could be gone. And frankly, I think Robert Kraft's got to pick Brady or Hoodie. Pencil Boy's gone. McDaniels is gone. The Patriots have 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight written all over them next year. Last night was a great night for Broncos. You're country. still on this? Yeah, and I get just, free Benny uh, Hanna on Wednesday, too. Why is Bob Kraft having to pick between yeah. Belichick and Brady? Because that's what Wickersham's article basically <laughs> says. Oh, oh Wickersham said it. I'm surprised it's not. Peterson has to pick between Wentz and Foles. He has to pick. Did you know Ryan Harris, who was uh, the Broncos' left tackle in Super Bowl 50, is pretty adamant that he thinks Belichick is the source in the Wickersham article? He goes so? on that rant all the time. So? so and? Belichick spilled all the beans because he was setting up to be the one who gets to stay. Do, the do you Patriots think Belichick are wants to win? Rumbling. Do you think he wants to win or do you, do you think he wants to lose? I think he wants Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> back. I think you need to revisit that article. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. What were you guys thinking when you were watching Nick Foles throw for 373 yards and three touchdowns in a Super Bowl? Got a hell of an offensive staff helping that guy throw the ball. I was, I was thinking, thinking, I think Doug Peterson could actually make Paxton Lynch successful. You know, it's funny you brought that up because I'm wondering if you put Nick Foles on the Broncos this year, if you just switch quarter, you had Nick Foles start from the get-go, how do you think the Broncos would fare? They're not any better. Well, I think maybe you know a little better, a little. But if you don't give Nick Foles the necessary juice to do what Nick Foles did, it does you no good. They surrounded him with talent. They have a lot of skill position players. They're not great up front. Their best offensive lineman has been out for half the season. But they're good enough. They're good enough, but they have great skill position players, and they're creative on offense. I just thought it was an indictment of the Broncos coaching staff as I watched Nick Foles become Super Bowl MVP. Nick Foles. I mean, 373 yards, three touchdowns. They were creative. They were gutsy. They were thinking outside the box. They were all the things that the last two coaching staffs in Denver have not been. And I just sat there and thought, I'll bet Doug Peterson could be successful with Paxton Lynch, a guy who has some talent, and you try and figure out, well, what does he do well? And let's put him in a position to succeed, and let's turn him loose a little bit. That's what I was thinking as I watched Nick Foles become Super Bowl MVP, is it would be fun to see what Paxton Lynch could do if he had a coach who was creative, thought outside the box, and was a little bit daring. That was my Super Bowl 52 takeaway. You know, it's interesting you bring that up, and it's not just... The head coach. It's Frank Reich, too. The guy who runs yeah. the offense. Yeah. And everybody says, wow, the RPO, you're going to get the uh, the quarterback hurt. How many times did Nick Foles pick it and run? He didn't run. He just found time. When you can't block up front, running that RPO buys you time. It forces, it forces the tacklers to sort of think on their feet. It buys you an extra second to do what you need to do. Well, how many? That's why it's effective. How many times in the last two years have we seen the Broncos on third and one give it to CJ and end up with fourth and two? Mm. Over and over and over again, just the same basic play. And, and, and it was the same way with Gary Kubiak and Rick Dennison. It was the same way this year, whether it was Mike McCoy or Billy Moose or whoever. It doesn't seem to matter who's calling the plays. It's just the same. Set in our ways, 1995 offense. It just was, it was refreshing to watch a, a, a team yesterday go out there and do things differently. Uh, it's a copycat league, which if you're really being a copycat, the thing to copy is somebody who does something different. 
I'm hoping people down at Dove Valley were watching because that's yeah. the kind of approach see, you need to take. How is this different? I mean, again, colleges, all colleges do this. High schools do this. Have you have you gone to a high school game over the last five years? High schools have been doing this for years. Oh, I know, man. I know. I'm with you. Manchester, do you think Doug Peterson would take Paxton Lynch's Xbox controller? That would <laughs> yeah, that one. might be vital for it might success. Be step one. I'm just telling you, man. The guy's got some talent. He has more talent than Nick Foles. All right, calm down. All right, he seriously. Does. I was all in. I was all in on your hot take until you just crossed the line. You don't think now, he has just, more talent just, than Nick Foles? Oh, okay. There's a lot of proof there. Yeah. Yeah, show me all the proof that he's got more talent than the Super Bowl MVP who was throwing dimes, by the way. Who was throwing dimes. Okay. Some of the throws he made between defenders. Oh, yeah, I've seen Paxton Lynch do that. Come on, James. You, you, you almost okay. lost all credibility with that last comment. <laughs> all right. You don't think he has more talent? No. I'm just talking, talking, no. talking raw no. ability. No. no. Didn't no. Foles Didn't throw 27 no. touchdowns and two picks like no, he years doesn't. ago? You no, guys are a, off your that's rocker. That's asinine. No, it's not. That, that's no, ridiculous. Not. Nope. He hasn't been used properly. He hasn't been coached properly. He hasn't been given the right opportunity. He has more talent. Now, he hasn't shown it. He hasn't done anything with it. But he has more talent, physical, raw talent, than Nick Foles. I, I just, again, I, he I, does. I can argue that point so many different ways that it's almost too easy. I'll let it slide. It's too easy to argue it. It's like me saying yesterday via Twitter that, hey, Josh McDaniels, say what you want about Josh as a head coach. He will go down as one of the greatest offensive coordinators the game has ever seen. And the amount of negative reaction I got for that. Oh, you're crazy. What do you mean I'm crazy? Yeah, you are crazy. How but, am I crazy? By the way, you're 100% right. Vic made me forgive Mello on Friday. It was awkward, but I just didn't feel like fighting him. Did you forgive so, him? No, but Vic thought I did. Yeah, well, I think you should. But whatever. I'm never forgiven McDaniels, I'll tell you that much. Jam, hack, show. When we come back, we will dissect, uh, we'll go into the uh, detail on those piping hot takes. I got more where that came from on, on Manchester's. Uh, again, if you just missed it, Paxton Lynch has more talent than Nick Foles. He does. Manchester, he February does. 4th, 2018. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. has another ultimate abs VIP experience. Here we go. We're putting you and a guest in the penalty box at Pepsi Center. Both are gone. Both are gone. You could be serving a penalty before the abs and Canucks game February 26th. Penalty coming up on the avalanche. Let's go sit for a couple. Oh, man. Get in there. Then we'll move you to some slightly more comfortable seats to watch the game. I guess we got to go on the other side of the glass, eh? To see the abs continue their quest for the playoffs. Keep it here all day to qualify on the only station that gives you this much abs access. Altitude 950. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. 
At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Are you looking for a new career? Well, with today's fast-paced world, content is available and consumed at an accelerated rate, making media careers in very high demand. And the Colorado Media School is your first step to get the necessary training to prepare you for an exciting media career with courses and training for TV and radio personalities, sports broadcasting, audio and video editing, online and social media content, and so much more. If you belong in front or behind a camera or microphone, then you got to check out the Colorado Media School right now. They'll even give you an orientation just for calling to see what they're all about. Get instruction from real industry pros and graduate in as little as eight months. Hey, if you start now, you have a chance to get that media career in this year. And at the Colorado Media School, you can work on your own show or production right when you begin classes. Flexible hours and financial aid for those who qualify give you all the reason to call right now. 303-937-7070. Boss of Fitness is now open in Denver, Centennial, and Aurora. Know what that means? You can be fit and be happy for as little as $9.99 a month. High energy classes, indoor pool, group cycling, turf training, basketball, super convenient kid care, right? And Vasa Fitness coaches are beyond amazing. Work out where fitness is fun. Join Vasa Fitness with month-to-month memberships as low as $9.99 a month. Stop by one of our gyms or visit VasaFitness.com to join today. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com J.C. Dodge Construction understands It's my home, my business, my investment No matter what the job, big or small With all the permits and logistics Navigating the world of construction is challenging Communication can be daunting And through it all, you've got your own busy life At J.C. Dodge Construction We'll manage the architects, the framers, electricians, plumbers, roofers and painters To get the job done J.C. Dodge can act as pre-construction consultants, or we can do what we do best, build. Commercial, residential, and tenant finish, whether you have a drawing on a napkin or finalized plans. As general contractors, J.C. Dodge Construction can execute your project from design to finish, on time, on budget, and always to the highest of standards. Because quality is how we measure success. J.C. Dodge Construction. Promises kept. Call 720-613-5500 or online at jcdodgeconstruction.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. You may want to avoid Kipling and Hamden where there is a rollover clearing southbound. Stop and go traffic starting at Dartmouth. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. Extra time needed on your northbound I-25 drive. A four-car accident approaching Greenland Road. If you're on the Boulder Turnpike, there's an accident with delays westbound after 104th Church Ranch. Every child is full of potential, but poverty will steal that potential from a child. You can change that when you become a Compassion sponsor. Go to Compassion.com slash radio to sponsor a child now. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. 
I mean, 373 yards, three touchdowns. They were creative. They were gutsy. They were thinking outside the box. They were all the things that the last two coaching staffs in Denver have not been. And I just sat there and thought, I'll bet Doug Peterson could be successful with Paxton Lynch, a guy who has some talent, and you try and figure out, well, what does he do well? And let's put him in a position to succeed, and let's turn him loose a little bit. That's what I was thinking as I watched Nick Foles become Super Bowl MVP, is it would be fun to see what Paxton Lynch could do if he had a coach who was creative, thought outside the box, and was a little bit daring. That was my Super Bowl 52 takeaway. Only Chester, only Manchester can take an exciting Super Bowl finish and twist it back to something he wrote in July. That's something to support his Paxton Lynch argument. Only you, Chester. That sounded better the second time around. Like, Uh when I was saying it, I was like, man, this really sounds smart. And then when I just heard it, I'm like, well, this makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Paxton Lynch, better arm than Nick Foles. He runs better than Nick Foles. Did you just say better? What what proof is there? And what have you seen? What evidence has been shown to say he has a better arm than a guy who just freaking carved up the Patriots? You tell me. He's got a better arm than Nick Foles. What do you mean better arm? Better. Can, can you tell me what that means? If they both stood at the 40, who could throw it into the end zone? Trevor Simeon would throw it to the 10. Paxton would be able to throw it into the end zone. I don't think Nick Foles would be able to get it there. 60-yard pass. What are you talking about? He was throwing, he was okay. throwing peas yesterday. I think he's got a, I'm not saying Nick Foles is bad. I'm not saying Nick Foles doesn't have a but good arm. I'm just saying he's Paxton got a better Lynch has Nick, a better arm. But that's wrong. That's wrong. I think Nick Foles and Paxton Lynch have, if anything, the same arm. Nick Foles has a great arm. What are you talking about? Nick Foles is is regarded as having just a cannon for an arm? He he looked really good last night in the Super Bowl. I I agree with you. Paxton Lynch wins the Madden Bowl like twice a week, but that's basically it. (laughs) Paxton Lynch. You know know where your argument ends? Here's where your argument ends. In year two of their NFL careers, Paxton Lynch couldn't get off the damn bench. In year two of Nick Foles' uh, NFL career, yeah. Take a look at his touchdown-interception yeah. ratio. He threw 27 touchdowns, two okay. picks in okay. his second year. And you're telling me one is more talented than the other? Get out of here. Okay, and then you know what I'm going to hear? Well, he couldn't beat out Trevor Simeon. Yeah, look who made those decisions. Rick Dennison, who now has been fired again and by the Kelly Buffalo Bills. College. And Mike McCoy, who's been fired by the Broncos after, what, eight games? I mean, give me a break. Give me a Listen, break. I agree. He's been, he's been poorly coached. He's my been in the league entire, for two years. He's been poorly coached. My entire hot take was about coaching. I agree wholeheartedly that coaching matters. It matters more than we think. But it doesn't just suddenly transform a guy who plays video games all day into a great NFL quarterback. Mm. It doesn't. Speaking truth. And, and if you can't understand that, listen, I hope Paxton Lynch gets better. I am rooting for him to get better. I want him to fulfill expectations. But if he had, if any inkling that he'd get better, guess what? The Broncos would be searching for a new coach today, not a new quarterback. Well, I hope John Elway comes off the golf course, watches the tape from last night, and says, I need to go get Nick Foles, brings him in here, and lets him be coached by Billy Moose, and he'll fall flat on his face, and it'll make my point. It'll well, maybe make that's my the point. Broncos' problem. Maybe that's the issue. The issue isn't the position. The issue is the people coaching the position. No, I, exactly. I mean, he's been poorly coached. And look, he, Paxton Lynch deserves all kinds of blame for his lack of work ethic and the fact that he likes to play Xbox and whatever. I mean, don't, we, don't, don't we have no proof of this. We all but, just like to throw it out you know, there. It's, it's amazing. The day after Super Bowl, you got a Super Bowl MVP. 
who just overcame all kinds of odds. He took over for a guy who would have become the NFL MVP, Carson Wentz. He goes out and wins himself a Super Bowl, and you're telling me a day later that Paxton freaking Lynch is more talented than Nick Foles? Yes. Get out. Yeah, that's full Chester Get on a Monday morning. He's more. I, he, just take it outside. He has more raw talent than Nick Foles. Yes. Now, Nick Foles stepped up and, and was great on the biggest stage. But watch the first drive. Watch the first drive. The, the plays Doug Peterson called. Watch the first two plays. It was no chance of failure. Get the, get, get, get the nerves out. It's a three yard pass. Any of the five of us on this show could have completed that pass. It was a well coached game from start to finish. I can think you, you can might you come up with a Bronco game that was that way? I think One. you might be confusing more athletic with more talented. Is Tyrod Taylor more talented than Nick Foles? Yes. Okay, you're confusing athleticism with talent. I and said that's raw your talent. It's always been your mistake. Oh, that's not talent. Talent is also the mind. It's also how you quarterback with the okay. mind. Okay. That's talent. That requires talent. You're overlooking that aspect of the quarterback position. It's not just about what you do with your feet, James. So now all of a sudden Nick Foles is just a genius. He, no, he, I'm just telling you, he is better equipped for the position okay. than Paxton freaking well, Lynch. Yeah. I, I, I've been hearing for two years how smart Trevor Simeon is, and now everybody wants to run him out of town like I wanted to do two years ago. So you'll all come around at some point, no. but that's fine. It's all about, oh, what's above above the above the shoulders. Okay, I whatever. can't wait until they it's, trade it, it, Paxton Lynch for a bucket of footballs. Hold on, hold on, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Is Paxton Lynch, just on your definition, more talented than Tom Brady? He throws it farther. He's no, faster. That's not wait, true. Wait, wait, that's why not? not true. He doesn't throw the ball farther than Tom Brady. Sure he does. Go oh. watch. Go watch Tom Brady at the end of oh, the, really? the second loss to the Giants when our first loss to the Giants, the undefeated season, the hail mary that he throws to Randy Moss when Randy Moss alligator armed it. That ball goes seventy yards in the air. Okay. This notion that he doesn't have a good arm okay. is poppy. Is, is Paxton more talented than Drew Brees? No. No. He can throw the ball farther. That's you're, that's not true. That's what not true. What do you mean it's not true? You, you, I, okay. I'm finding you guys want to you guys want to canonize Nick Foles. I don't. Okay, call me crazy because before yesterday Nick Foles was what? He was what? He was a he was a journeyman quarterback. You I'm don't not think canonizing anybody. I did my hot take on how coaching matters. I'm just telling you for you suddenly to assume then that Doug Peterson could come in here and turn Paxton Lynch into Nick Foles. That's a that's a baseless assumption. What was baseless. Jared? What was Jared Goff before Sean McVay got to LA? What was Jared? He wasn't Goff? very good. He was terrible. He okay. Wasn't very good. And then he got a coach who thought outside the box, was a little daring, was creative, and maximized his talent instead of saying, "Hey, uh, square peg, I want you to fit into this round hole." That's that's what Paxton Lynch has had his entire two years in Denver. He's had stubborn coaches who believe in their system, uh, and, and come hell or high water, you're going to run it, as opposed to. Why have they not run any run-pass option with Paxton Lynch? I agree. Okay. I agree. They should be running RPOs, but your talent thing has just gone. It's taking me not. off the deep end. Yes, it's I, not. one texter writes in, and I agree. So Manchester, just on pure talent, who is more talented, Ryan Lee or Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning. That's a well, that's well, a silly argument. It's well, a silly argument. I mean, I'm just going with your in assessment. In what way of was Ryan Leaf more talented well, than Peyton in, Manning? In, so in what way is Paxton Lynch more talented? 
than Nick Foles. He's got a better arm and he runs better. So Ryan Leaf minute, had a better minute, arm than Peyton Manning. No, he didn't. And you he ran better. You don't think Paxton Lynch... You don't Lynch, think Ryan Leaf ran better than Peyton Manning? Okay. You don't think Paxton Lynch could run run pass option as well as Nick Foles? You don't think he'd be more of a threat running the ball than Nick I, Foles? I, I have no idea. He would sure as hell be a lot better uh, at running it. He would be more of a threat running the football than Nick Foles. And right, how, much, he, how much run pass option in the games he's started with both Gary Kubiak as the head coach and Vance Joseph as the head coach, how many times have we seen run pass option? How many? Not, my, not Zero. at all. Which is why the, let me, Zero. One, one other element to the quarterback position that you simply overlook. How about accuracy? Who's more accurate what, from what you've seen? Because you're now the quarterback. Um, it's a hell of a lot easier to be more accurate when you're rolling out to the right. There's nobody in your face. Did you and the see guy's some wide of those open. throws Foles uh. made, my man? Between def- Did you happen to see where he put the ball on that touchdown that was controversial to who is that, Clement? Do you see where he's putting the football? How many times – what what evidence do we have that Paxton Lynch can throw that same ball? You tell me. What yes, evidence is out there? Yes or no. When Paxton Lynch played in preseason or in regular season, yes or no, the Broncos coaching staff tailored the game plan to his talents. Yes or no? Uh, No. Okay. All right, here's my you. yes or no. Here's my yes or no. Yes or no. Paxton Lynch will not start at quarterback next year. He won't, but I, here, here was the End other takeaway. Here was the other takeaway I had yesterday. Himself and Madden. Keep the defense together, right? Go add some skill position players. Look at the skill position players the Eagles have. And get a, a offensive coordinator who is creative, they'd be fine. Yeah. Roll with Paxton. Don't burn your number five pick on a quarterback. Don't go spend $30 million on Kirk Cousins and blow up your defense. You've got the guy here who can do it if you surround him with some talent and get I creative. I believe we've gotten to this. If you, you are just... Dude, that, that, it's over. That ship has sailed. Paxton bro. Lynch would run Doug Peterson's, Peterson's offense better than Nick Foles. Well, then maybe they should he trade would. Paxton Lynch for Nick Foles because I'd right. welcome Nick Foles with open arms and, and orange and blue. And you'll go six and ten. You'll go six he and ten. So, Super Bowl MVP. So Paxton Lynch, in your eyes, would have won the Super Bowl. Would have beaten Brady yesterday. Running that offense, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. I, do we need to? Fin- can we just play music for the rest of the? Can we play music for two and a half hours? Running that I, offense I got with nothing. those calls, you, I got nothing. Do you think Paxton Lynch could catch Manchester, a touchdown pass Manchester from this hour I just do. told the world that at seven forty-four a.m. that Paxton Lynch wins at the Super Bowl. Listen, I hope the kid plays well. I hope he really develops into a player. But that is absolute ass. I hope they trade him somewhere where they've got a Sean McVay or a Doug Peterson who can maximize his talents, as opposed to a bunch of guys who run a 1995 offense come hell or high water. Because that's what you got here. That's what you have here. Rick well, Dennison. Rick line. Dennison decided that Paxton Lynch can't play. Well, you know what? Rick Dennison just got fired by the freaking Buffalo Bills. Your texts up next, 30933-30933. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. My head hurts. This is James Maryland. I want to tell you how you can save more in mortgage interest with my friends at American Financing. It's common knowledge that you're going to pay interest when borrowing money. But did you know that there are ways to pay off mortgage interest sooner? From biweekly payments to an extra payment each year, even a streamlined refinance, you have options available that will save you anywhere from $500 to $1,000 a month. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. 
It's the Nugget Station. Oh, that's large. And we've got Nuggets Insider, Adam Mares from DenverStiffs.com. With Mason Plumlee out, with Paul Millsap out, the Nuggets aren't going to be, in my opinion, a, a great defensive team. But what you can do is control the things that you can control and not give them free points. Don't foul jump shooters. Don't foul guys for and ones and things like that. Get the latest Nuggets insight from Adam Mares this afternoon with Mark Mosier, exclusively on Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet donuts of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand, daily, with only the best ingredients. And how about this? Come into any Lamar's for a free donut the day after a Nuggets win. Find the location near you at Lamar's.com. Lamar's, where we have simply a better donut. Offer valid while supplies last. Offer does not include specialty donuts. Limit one per customer per group. Hey guys, we all want those hearty home-style meals. You know, the juicy burgers and the chicken fried steak. Don't forget dessert. But who has time to cook those at night when you're ready to watch the game? Don't have time. That's why when I'm craving a delicious home-style meal, I go to Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi for Black Eyed Pea. My go-to for home-style cooking. Made to order fresh with natural ingredients. Try Cajun Catfish right from the south for their turkey and dressing and, of course, their chicken fried steak with homestyle gravy. Forget about the wait time. Black Eyed Pea will have your entrees out in 15 minutes or less. And they have a great craft beer selection in full bar. Whether you're looking to enjoy your homestyle favorite at the restaurant or takeout, the Black Eyed Pea is a Colorado and Vic Lombardi favorite. Locally owned, operated with nine front range locations throughout Denver and Castle Rock. Visit BlackIPColorado.com. That's BlackIPColorado.com for locations and the entire menu. The United States Postal Service is hiring carriers for the Denver Post Office. Check out the job fair Thursday, January 18th from 3 to 6 p.m. And get more info on the positions, wages, and benefits. 7540 East 53rd Place in Denver. 7540 East 53rd Place. Thursday. We're all so busy. It's hard to find balance. Every day this month is Valentine's Day at Five Wellbeing Studio and Spa. Treat yourself or your loved one to a peaceful retreat. Go to FiveWellbeing.com to receive a $150 gift card for $125. Use promo code LOVE. Try one of their signature spa experiences or have a relaxing massage or facial. Use promo code LOVE through February 28th at FiveWellbeing.com. I'm Carla. Colorado Attorney General Cynthia Kaufman. These days we all have to worry about cybersecurity. Hackers use pirate websites to infect your computer and steal your ID and financial information, or even take over your computer's camera without you knowing it. Don't let hackers into your house. Be careful with the websites you visit and warn your kids on how to be safe online. To learn more, visit StopFraudColorado.gov. Sponsored by the Digital Citizens Alliance. In cooperation with the Colorado Broadcasters Association and this station. The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. You may not be prepared for us. But all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss it. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at ColoradoMammoth.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A delay from an earlier accident on the Boulder Turnpike. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. Looks like westbound Boulder Turnpike after 104th, that earlier accident. Now off to the shoulder, still keeping traffic slow, starting around Sheridan. In a rollover crash, you may want to avoid southbound Kipling at Hamden. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world, and it will change your own. Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with Traffic on altitude 950. 
Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Third down and seven for Philadelphia. Football. Ertz flip left. Clement in motion to the right. Foles throwing for Ertz down the middle. McCourty fell down. Ertz into the end zone. Touchdown, Philadelphia. And the Eagles have gone back in front. Thank God they didn't call that one back. I'm not sure what Michaels and Collins were were thinking on that on that touchdown because it was very obvious to me, fellas, that Zach Ertz established himself as a runner. He took three freaking steps before he crossed the plane. He was a runner. That whole control it to the ground, that doesn't play anymore once you establish yourself as a runner in the National Football League. Good touchdown. They called it perfectly. Now, the other one, the other one was debatable. The Zach Ertz, that was a touchdown all the way. Yeah, I'm with you. The fact that we had to have the discussion, though, just felt like the uh, the right way to wrap up the 2017 season, right? The refs had two monster calls that they needed to get right, both get right for the Eagles, and they got I'm both I'm not sure about right. the other one. I'm not sure. I, I, yeah. if, if, no, the, I if the refs had come back and overturned the first one, I could not disagree with that because he did bobble it as he left the end zone. It was really a touchdown it. on the field. I thought the whole point it. was we were supposed to stick with what was yeah. called on the field. Yeah. You know what I really believe? You know what I really believe? I think, and I'm not sure if this was done subconsciously. I'm not sure if they, they actually attended an, an officials meeting before the game. I really think because of the spotlight on this game, notice two things that occurred. One, nobody Nobody knelt during the National Anthem. Yeah, I you noticed that. Yep. That's number one. Number two, I believe the National Football League alerted all officials, let's go ahead and relax on the catch rule, okay? The last thing we want is a controversial call to ruin this game. I believe they relaxed on the rule altogether. No, I, I think you're right. But, you know, the, the, the it was the Clement touchdown, right, in the back of the yes. end zone. Yes. Did he bobble the ball or did he just move it as you would naturally well, move the, the ball? I don't know, and that's why the rule needs right. to change because what do you know is what's natural, what's not. I don't you think know? he juggled it. I don't think he bobbled it. I think it just was like, huh, I'm tucking it, and the ball is going to move when I move it from in front of me. It just is like, no, it's a catch. Like, when you watch both of those plays in real time, what would you both touch? Catch. Both exactly. exactly. Even the Alshon Jeffrey touchdown, right? The reason that wasn't overturned or even gone to replays because the ball was under his body. You couldn't see the ball. How do we know? If the ball had a camera in it, perhaps it did touch the turf. Yeah. You'd never know. There are too many looks, too many angles, too many microscopes. Just let the play on the field dictate the outcome. If it looks obvious to the eye, it's obvious. It's over. Yeah, Stop. And the, the officials on the field are making the call based on real time and what looks good to the naked eye, right? They're not watching it in high definition in super slow-mo. That's why you just need to get rid of replay. Just get rid well, of it. Well, they're going to do something. And, you know, interestingly enough, John Elway is on that competition committee. So he's going to be one of the guys in charge. Are they meeting of what they in Coeur or Napa or Tahoe or where are they going to meet? Where is, well, they'll, so they'll meet can, somewhere and get it done. They don't have to meet in Denver, Colorado. Is he going to phone it in? You just you know, they phone can meet it anywhere in? in the world with modern technology. I'm not sure you're aware of this. Making sure he can squeeze it in. Yeah. I'm not sure you're aware, but modern technology allows them to go over this. They can look at it on their cell phones, for crying out loud. <laughs> Yeah, um, sure. Back to uh, the text line here, 30933, 30933-33. Uh I don't think it was a bobble. I think it was him putting the ball away before it moved. Yeah. You're exactly right. I agree. Uh, legit question. If the Broncos trade or release Paxton and he ends up starting for a team they're playing, who does Manchester root for? 
<laughs> Probably Paxton. No, I root for the Broncos, but I will if, if if he goes somewhere where he has a coach like Doug Peterson or Sean McVay, he will succeed. Yeah. That's that's going to start selling insurance. That's before my we know crazy it. notion. Is Manchester that roots for whatever he wrote back in July? Yeah, exactly. That's what he roots for. Right. Uh, what what exactly was Manchester doing during his well deserved PTO? <laughs> writes this texter. To say Paxton would have won that Super Bowl truly has me worried about him. I would love to see Paxton Lynch execute that game plan. I would love right. it. Everything good? I would love to see him execute that game plan. Four this, days so of Waller and PTO. So I, this, this, I asked the, you. The argument, you, your argument is actually not flawed. It's just it's, it goes on the ridiculous when you take it the next step. Is Paxton Lynch a better quarterback in Doug Peterson's system? Of course he is. Thank you. Yes, I'm not disagreeing. Thank you. Of course he'd be much more effective. He'd be allowed to do. He'd be allowed to work to his strengths. But then when you take it that next step and say that Foles is Paxton, it's just stupid. That's stupid. Okay. You're talking about one guy who has six seasons under his belt, who has refined his craft, who is throwing the ball in traffic, throwing BBs in traffic, versus another kid who just mentally isn't there yet. Yeah, it's and, not fair to compare the two. And a year ago, there was as many people backing Nick Foles as there are backing Paxton Lynch right now. So it's it really easy to say Nick Foles is great the day after he wins Super Bowl MVP. That's really easy. Who was, who was on the Nick Foles he was bandwagon great. He was a year great in ago? the NFC Championship. Shredded the Vikings. Who was on the he Nick Foles bandwagon two. a year ago? Who? He was good all the way through the playoffs. Who? He was good his second. Do I have to, re, do I have to right. reboot his second-year stats? Do I have to do that for you? In his second season. Didn't Paxton Lynch just complete his second season? Okay, Paxton Lynch's second season in the NFL, he could not beat out Trevor Simeon. Okay, in, in you, went with it. you went with it. Second season in the NFL, 27 touchdowns, two picks. Who was his oh, coach? Oh, yeah. Who was his yeah. coach? Who was his coach? In his second season, it was yeah. Chip Kelly. Yeah, okay, does Chip Kelly run a more innovative offense than yes. Rick Dennison? No doubt. Thank you. But, you know, so he couldn't difference. beat out Trevor Simeon is the worst argument in Denver because those decisions were made by Rick Dennison and Mike McCoy, two guys who've been fired in this town. One guy was just fired by the Bills. Rick Dennison has been fired twice in the last 14 months, but we're going to say, well, he made the decision to go with Trevor Simeon, so therefore Paxton Lynch stinks. That's an asinine argument. It was th That was a decision made by bad coaches. Why is that an indictment of Paxton Lynch? Why? Nick Foles threw seven touchdowns in one game. Seven touchdowns in one game. Okay. And you're telling me that Paxton Lynch has more talent. Yes, it's I am. All right, next year, I'll leave, uh, this is the last time we'll even get to this argument. Last year, if you're given the choice, next year, I'm sorry, of Nick Foles, quarterback in the Broncos, or Paxton Lynch, who's your choice? Paxton Lynch. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's it. That's, I mean, we can't, we can't further no, this argument. You, you guys it's can over. go have, you guys okay. can go have Case Keenum and Nick Foles okay. and, I mean, I and got overspend on these guys if I you want to. Else. Fine. That's fine. Nick Foles is getting paid $7 million this year. Yeah. That's his, that's his, his salary. So, would you pay Nick Foles $7 million? Or whatever you're paying Paxton Lynch in his rookie contract to run this team next year. Well, who's my coach? Because if it's this group right now, if it's Billy Moose, it yeah. doesn't freaking matter. It doesn't. I'm, Nick Foles will just come in here and go six alone. and ten. I'm, I'm for coaches. Coaches aside, just pick one of the two. I'll who's take Paxton Lynch, and I'll be okay. fine with that decision. Right, yeah. I'll, I'll be fine with it. Another shot. I'll be fine with it. I can't. I can't argue that. I can't. It just. It to me. It's just. It's so inarguable that I don't want to go. I would like to see the kid get a chance to, to run something that suits his talents. I asked you the question, yes or no. When he played in preseason, he played in regular season, did they tailor the offense to his talent? No. And you said no. no. So no. then how can we fairly judge him? No, did, we can't. Did, did Doug yeah. Peterson 
call a game yesterday and 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 run he play. Played to his quarterback strengths. Thank no you. doubt about it. That's no, my point. No doubt about it. Yeah, I don't know why this is I'm so not, ludicrous. See, see how easy it is to agree with somebody. See how easy it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, but yet you won't do it on your side. You seem to believe that this kid is still a talented pro player. He, he is. is a talented college player. There's a big. Well. Difference. I'm I'm Big not going to write difference. a kid off that has talent, that has ability, because two inept coaching staffs offensively couldn't figure out how to how to make him successful. I'm not I'm not going to write him off. Okay. If that's you right. haven't put him in a in a position to succeed and he hasn't had success, that's not on him. It's on you. That's my point. I do Guys, find it funny we... we're not talking about Benny Hanna this morning, which I'm no longer paying for, or that the Patriots are dead, which I was right about. But you two can keep talking about Patriots. Hey, you. I was going to say I, I completely forgot about our wager. Because uh, I took the Patriots. Yeah, last night cost you a couple hundred bucks. What, what do you mean cost me? I mean, I didn't. I didn't lose our bet for the weekly picks all season. I won. Yeah, what you, do you mean cost me? I know. Look across the room over. There. I know Friday you were tired, but do you remember what we did on Friday? Yeah, you and I bet on Benny Hanna, but of course my bet's going to be picked up by the guy who lost to me. In the I, NFL picks. No. Oh. I, no, so no, no. Chester's paying for Benny Hanna. No. Got it. HW and I are paying for no. Benny Hanna. HW and I had a side bet that I said, I won't finish last. And it was instead of splitting Benny Hanna, we're going to take the whole tab. I beat HW, so it was on him. Now, instead of paying the whole tab, he went double or nothing with you. Yeah. I don't know how I'm getting I back had, into I this. I had Eagles on the money line, so uh, I'll show up without my credit card. Maybe I'll bring my ID so I can get a couple right, of booze. So I, I want to get your opinion on this. So I'm at the airport on Thursday. I see a buddy of mine, and he's flying to Vegas. I give him 100 bucks and say, put this on the Eagles to win. Did this actually Did happen? Really? And he didn't put the bet in. Oh, well, he owes you then. Thank he owes you. you. Yeah, he's yeah. got to pay you. He owes you. Yeah. That's, that's jacked. Okay. What, what was his excuse for not placing the bet? He, he thought that Paxton Lynch did it? He got, <laughs> he got to the sports book after it had closed. It was like 10 a.m. when he arrived in Vegas. Like, what were you doing? So, yeah. What time I, does the sports book close? It was two, he went at 2 a.m. He's probably listening closed. now. I'm sure I'll get the text. But yeah, I would have won. Straight up, money line Eagles. I actually told him Eagles plus the over, which mm-hmm. would have been a hell of a parlay because that thing would have crushed. And I got nothing. No, that clearly is flawed. Yeah, he owes you like 400 bucks. <laughs> In fact, he's Maybe going you to buy pay for Benny Hanna with that. <laughs> he yeah. will buy Benny Hanna's on Wednesday night. Perfect. Perfect. Let's, let's get to that right now. All right, you got the Vic Lombardi Show. When we come back, we'll uh, get into the uh, Nuggets and Avs this week a little bit. I, I want to talk about uh, the coaching strategies by both staffs yesterday. And how the NFL, and I get it, the Broncos won a Super Bowl with defense. I get it wholeheartedly. But guys, you watched the same game I watched yesterday. If you're not coaching up the offense, if you're not aggressive in this game, you ain't winning in this game. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up. Tonight, the Nuggets take on the Hornets at Pepsi Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock with a pregame show. Gain it away at 6.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KSE Parker, Denver, home of the Avalanche, home of the Nuggets. Denver's all-sports station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. 
You look at Philly, right? You look at Kansas City. Okay, we have to adjust also as pro coaches. We drafting these guys for their skill set that we see on tape. You know, so we can't take these guys and assume they can do something else, right? So what we draft them for, we have to play to their strengths. And you watch Andy Reid over the years. I mean, he's evolved from being a typical West Coast guy to almost a spread college guy. You watch Philly. So we have to evolve as coaches also. What we see in these players that we love, we have to apply to our game. It's simple as that in my opinion. So why the hell did they not evolve? Why at no point during the regular season didn't Vance Joseph walk up to Mike McCoy and say, hey, let's go ahead and go some RPO routes here. Let's let's run some of those. And why didn't they do that? I I, I don't understand. If it's so obvious now, it's almost as if NFL coaches, the, the lot of them, not all of them, but the most of them, it's almost as if they pick up things that we see two or three years ago, right? Yeah. We've all seen it evolve. I mean, once, once the high schools are running it, it's pretty obvious why they're running it. High school teams with lesser talent are running the run-pass option because you know what it does? It stops the rush for a second, a split second. It yeah. forces the DBs to think, is it a run, is it a pass? It stops everything, and then you proceed with your play. It's just a – if you don't have blockers up front, it allows you that extra split second to move the ball. That's what an RPO does. And it's, it's pretty obvious to me. And it simplifies your options for as a quarterback, right? There's only so many places you can then go with the football. Uh, I don't know. That seems like two things that would have been a good fit for the Broncos. Hey, our offensive line isn't very good. Let's slow down the pass rush. And, hey, our quarterback isn't a Menta uh, guy, Menta member, so let's simplify the offense for him. It's yeah. why I wasn't doing cartwheels a year ago right now when everybody was talking about the dream team coaching staff. Because I said, really? Mike McCoy's going to come in here, and he's going to come up with a way to make Paxton Lynch succeed. No. That's why the whole thing during the offseason, the, the assistant coaches they hired last year, the coaching staff they brought in, was a disaster. They needed to go find somebody who could come in, run RPO, name Paxton Lynch the, the starting quarterback, and spend the whole offseason implementing a system that fit his talents. They didn't. We went well, down there know, every day at training camp. They didn't run anything that the, fit his talents. The, the, real problem, the real problem, and this is what makes a guy like Nick Saban such an effective coach. Nick Saban at Alabama, say what you want. He's willing to adapt. Right? How many yeah. different offensive schemes has he run just in the, his career at Alabama? He's done it all. He's pro style, RPO. He's done it all. He has seen what has been working and adjusted his scheme, his coaching style to whatever's working. In the NFL, part of the reason why the NFL is what it is, take a look at who takes and who fills a lot of these assistants jobs. It's the same dudes, man. I know. It's a recycled coaching style. Everybody's available all of a sudden. Coaches get fired. They get rehired in other cities. And guess what happens? The same philosophy plays. There's nothing fresh. There's nothing new. It's very when a Sean McVay gets hired, everybody goes, "Who the hell is this guy?" Well, I tell you, he's coach of the year. That's who he is. What did we all say when Rick Dennison was hired by the Bills last year? Why? We all, exactly. We all laughed and said, "Enjoy that." And a year later, not even a year later, he gets fired. Why? Because it went exactly how we all thought it would go. It's why when I say I could be a GM and you scoff, I, I, I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, because I can I, make that. I, I can this look at morning. It and go, well, after this morning, your assessment of quarterback play, trust me, I would never hire you as my All right. GM. I wouldn't Ever. hire, I wouldn't hire Rick Dennison. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Uh, back to the text line. Josh says, what gets me about Manchester's argument isn't his belief in Paxton. It's that he hasn't earned or proven anything yet. Uh, yet the blame goes to everyone but him. 
No, I, I didn't. I say that I blame him for the lack of work ethic and for spending too much time on the Xbox. Although none of us have any proof of that, just like none of us have any proof that he's stupid. But everybody in town has been saying it for a year. They just won't actually come out and say it. They just dance around it, right? Are like we, we don't have any proof that he's got a bad work ethic, do we? We don't have any proof that he didn't go earn it. What's the proof of that? What's Speaking the proof? of they lost ethic. to Trevor Simeon, and Simeon was a dud. So because two bad coaches, two bad offensive coordinators made a decision, that's an indictment of the kid? That's your argument? Dude, we All watched right. him play, and then we watched him cry like a baby in All Oakland. Right. Let's move Just on. Move on. My head's dizzy as it is right oh, now. Oh, now we're mad at him for the crying. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, Did Garrett Bowles cry this year? Let's Yeah, because he thought on. he broke his leg. Oh, and did he play the next week? He he just got scared. Paxton cried because he realized he had blown his chance in a Broncos just, uniform. Just, just put it on the record. It, it just make it known. Cares. Jesse, just mark the tape on this day, February 5th, 2018. Manchester just said Paxton Lynch is better than the reigning Super Bowl yeah. MVP. Just Go ahead and down. book your trip to Put it to down, Canton book for... it, keep it. Back in July, we'll refer to it when he's right. We'll I'm sure in 2028 you'll be in Canton for Nick Foles' induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You're Let's great. move on. What the hell... Was Hoodie thinking in benching a guy who won him a Super Bowl just a couple years ago in Malcolm Butler, made the play of that bowl, and didn't play a lick in this game when his secondary got torched, specifically the guy who replaced Butler. Eric Rowe got torched. I'm looking at the touchdown catch by Alshon Jeffrey right now. That's over Eric Rowe. What was he thinking, guys? I don't just know. Classic hoodie, yeah. He, he's just if he honestly, I know you guys poo-poo the Wickersham article, but if this thing is truly falling apart at the seams, that it was just a classic. I'm the smartest guy in the room thing, and it yeah. blew up in his face. Yeah, no, I think he just outsmarted himself. And look, most of the times when Belichick has had a, a instinct and he's followed it, it's worked out for him. This one just didn't. It blew up in his face. I mean, nobody is nobody is right 100% of the time. It's just funny to me that he wouldn't bend from it as the game was going, and it was obvious that it was a bad decision. Malcolm that was Butler crazy. was approached after the game and asked what happened. He didn't know what happened. He has no idea why he was benched. He did not specify if it was disciplinary or anything. He says, no. He says, I'm, you know, I'm over it. It's over. I'm done. He's a free agent this year. I don't see him coming back. And also an Eagles assistant was quoted as saying, if they did start Rowe in front of Butler, their game plan was go after 25. That's Eric Rowe, which is exactly what they did. Quote, we knew that would be a mismatch. So what the hell are you doing, Hoodie? All right, so will you will you guys at least start to give me some credit here that that Gronk last night's talking about retirement, Butler's gone, McDaniel's is gone, Patricia's gone, Kraft looks upset. We've got the Super Bowl ring for sale. We've got the Wickersham article. We've got a non-committal hoodie, a non-committal Brady. How much more evidence do you guys need wait, that the wait, Patriots wait, 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 died last wait, night? Wait, wait, wait. Non-committal Brady. What does that mean? Non-committal to yeah, what? What are, you, what are you leading to there? Non-committal Belichick. What does yeah, that what, mean? You, what are you, you talking actually about? Believe that, that the two of them are, the that the two of them are going to be together next year. Well, well, what evidence suggests they wouldn't? You know, I have a right. five thousand word article by Seth Wickersham, who you've had on this show. Why do you keep ignoring that article? Vic? I'm going to ask you a simple question right now. I'm going to the day after the Super Bowl. A very simple question. Just answer it. Okay. Who's the favorite to win the AFC next year? Right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
No. You know who the favorite is. Come on. Or Jacksonville. You, who Who's the favorite <laughs> to win the AFC next year? If you had to put your entire life savings uh, on it, who would you put it on? We'll, we'll right see now. if Hoodie gets Jimmy G back. I'm no. asking you this question right it's now. A great question. I answered the question. It's the Steelers. Okay, so if you had okay, to go you to Vegas. You lost your life savings. You had to That's go to dumb. Vegas today and bet your entire 2018 salary on an AFC team to go to the Super Bowl. Who are you betting on? Does Elway get a quarterback? See, I, I, you can't. I, both of you guys this morning. No, Rich, I would eat? bet on the Patriots. I'm, I'm actually thinking this morning. I don't know. I'm what, the one I, who's well, dizzy. Why do you Why do you refuse to acknowledge that maybe the dynasty ended last night, Vic? Perhaps it's on its way down. It's not. It hasn't ended. They're still loaded. They played that Super Bowl without Edelman. Remember that. Gronk isn't going anywhere. Don't buy those BS headlines exactly. that Gronk's going to retire. Give me a, what's Gronk going to do? Be a bouncer? He's going to go bounce in some bar? Do you know how many concussions and knee injuries that guy has had and how famous he is? Gronk's going to come back and take the money for as long as he possibly... Don't buy into that crap, Gronk can make money doing stuff besides playing football. Gronk is not Jake Plummer. Jake walked away from millions. Gronk's not doing that. He's not. All right, Butler's gone. Gronk's gone. Pencil Boy's gone. McDaniels is gone. So a year ago, I saw it on my time hop yesterday. A year ago, there was a story out that uh, Tony Romo to the Chiefs. That's that's the kind of stories you get Super Bowl week. That's how much validity there is to this Gronk is retiring thing. Uh, Vic, I'm with you. That's just that's Super Bowl week. It's the end of a long season. He had the concussion. Gronk will be back next year. And if you made me bet my 2018 salary on an AFC team to go to the Super Bowl, I would put it on the Patriots and feel pretty comfortable. Who's Nate play for next year? Of course. No, who cares? Long, He's their left tackle. I will bet I will make the Patriots among the favorites in the AFC for as long as Brady and Belichick exactly. are together. I mean, End of story. Again, do I have to recite Brady's numbers for you? Just, just absorb this. Drink this in for a second. Just think about this. This is a losing quarterback yesterday. 28 of 48, 505 yards, three TDs, zero picks. A 40-year-old quarterback exceeds 500 yards passing, three TDs, zero picks, and he loses the game, and you're telling me that the Patriots won't be... Come on! That said, what was with the pictures that NBC was using of Brady? Like, every picture they had of him, he looked like the biggest goober. Like, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a guy that's in, like, you know... Print ads is a model, and they couldn't take a picture of him that looked good? What well, is going on? Body changes when you hit your 40s, James. I Tell me about Peyton it. Peyton Manning's body still changes. the oldest quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl, by the way. He is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Brady face at the beginning of the games, it's so punchable, that fake rage. You know how he, he's staring? <laughs> he's staring into the abyss. Um, he's l- looking at like he's trying to intimidate people. Dude, you can't intimidate, all right? He's non-committal. Hoodie is non-committal. Last Gronk's night, gonna, last Gronk's night was the last Sully's game. <laughs> Gronk has a uh, he has a job at Sully's. He and his brothers are going to be bouncers. It's last night silly. was the last game as the Patriots as we know it. I can't wait to watch it crumble in the yeah. next few months and tell you guys how. I, I don't was know right. how they recovered from Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cornell and Crumbling. all the other assistant coaches leaving. They managed to piece it all together. Dynasty yeah. is dead in New England. It's Coaching a good day matters, in Denver. boys. I, I believe Thank I looked you. at my timeline at the end of the first half, and when it was fourth and goal from the one, and everybody's saying just kick it, I'm saying just kick it. Are you? Do you know who you're playing? Do you know who's on the other side? Kick it. You go for it all the time against the Patriots, which is exactly what Peterson did. Kudos to a bold coach making bold moves. Good last Boldness name. wins big games. Thank you you. got to have the Coyones, and he's got them. You got the Vic Lombardi Show.
Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier Show. I'm Broncos Insider from ESPN. It is Mr. Jeff Legwald. Is Kirk Cousins like the hottest story right now around Minneapolis outside the Super Bowl? Yeah, outside the Super Bowl. He he made the biggest splash because, again, it, you know, it's been, I'm not sure we've ever seen that kind of trade made during Super Bowl week. Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. Come enjoy the fastest sport on two feet and where we play by our own rules. Pepsi scores! There's always great lacrosse action and something for everyone to enjoy. You may not be prepared for us. But all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss us. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at coloradomammoth.com. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com Hi, this is Jack Farland, owner of Farland Classic Restoration. Since 1991, we've been Denver's premier classic car restoration and sales shop. From rebuilding a rare 12-cylinder Ferrari engine to performing world-class metalwork on a Jaguar XKE, you'll find we're always up to something interesting. What can we do for you? Learn more at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. There's probably nothing more important when you're injured or have had an accident than to get the right people on your side. People who know what they're doing and truly care about you. You need the best medical team and you also need champions of the people, Bell and Pollock. Take it from me, Bell and Pollock are the injury attorneys other attorneys call because they know what you should know. They have the most experience and they're the very best. They get it done. Always available for a free consultation. Bell and Pollock. Champions of the People at championsofthepeople.com. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Trial lawyer Chad Hemmett from Anderson Hemmett Law Firm. So there's definitely lawyers out there who brand themselves as tough guys, aggressive, and have these tough-sounding nicknames. You know, the interesting thing is you sign up with them thinking you're going to get some action, but I can tell you there's countless occasions with those tough guys when it comes to actually filing a lawsuit and having some real serious heavy lifting. They send their cases to me. 
Get the picture? If you've been injured in an accident, contact the personal injury team at Anderson Hemet online at andersonhemet.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Stop and go traffic. Northbound I-25, Dry Creek through to Colorado. There's a crash coming in northbound at 6th Avenue, adding to the backups. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. Further north on northbound I-25, reports of a large pallet stacked with boxes dropped into the center lane. That's clearing approaching I-76. Westbound I-70, stop and go tower to Havana with a crash. Food, water, medical care, education, and more is what you'll give to a child in poverty when you become a Compassion Child Sponsor. Release a child from poverty and Jesus' name at Compassion.com slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Here we go. And there's Vic, beautiful head of hair. About as positive as I'll be in this entire telestreet. And watch it go thunder time. Now, here we go. Kyle is clearly wearing a Smedium in red underwear. Who knew that? Now, watch Vic. I think he sets his shirts and his sweaters in the dryer on high, because look at how short it is. Might even wax the belly button. We're not sure. But the high five is terrible. They don't even make any contact at all. And the boys are rolling. Kyle now goes for the hug. Vic blows him off. And this now is kind of where it gets awkward. They're jumping around. Two grown men. It's awkward. Are they going to come together, hug it out? Nah, let's just keep dancing around. We're 40-plus years old, giving it a go. Oh man, you gotta see that. I, I got, I've got it on Twitter right now. The Mark Rycroft, the Telestrator breakdown of Kyle and myself dancing like lunatics after the uh, Nuggets beat OKC Thursday night with that last second shot. It was, uh, awkward to say the least. Uh, yeah, but Rycroft was brilliant. And frankly, Vic, I like that you and Kyle kind of lost your minds. I think Me all too. of us would. Like, I, would any of us want to watch, uh, replay of our celebrations? No, it's gonna yeah. be awkward. That well, was, it was it was genuine. It was authentic. I loved it. When your belly's hanging out there and the dude is mm. circling it on the telestrator, it's not exactly fun. But that the game was so much fun. I, again, that I don't get to watch many any Nuggets games as a fan. I did Thursday night because it was nationally televised. And when you get to watch as a fan, you take the headsets off. You don't have to wear the IFB. You don't have to talk to anyone afterwards publicly. It's so much more fun. It really is. It, it, and we we just took it all in. We absorbed it, had a great time. And then to follow that up, as the Nuggets did, to beat the defending champs Saturday night, to rally from 12 down, you know, that was the key, guys. It's not that they beat Golden State. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't like last year where they had guys hitting threes from all over the place. It was rallying from 12 down to beat Golden State. That well, was impressive. Not only that, but who was the better team in the final four minutes of the game? The Nuggets. Yeah. The Nuggets made shocking. the plays. The Nuggets made all the big plays down the stretch. We've been asking for this. We finally got it. I think they've turned a corner. But in honor of Mark Rycroft, who I believe is one of the best analysts at his sport in the country, let alone the region, in the country, it's time now for our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power Five. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. All right, HW, explain what we're looking for here. Yeah, 30933 is the Altitude 950 text line. It's simple. It's clean. Your favorite person to watch on TV, 30933. Altitude 950 text line. Who do you like the most watching on TV in honor of Mark Rycroft? Sports, non-sports, we'll take it all. Hmm. You know, normally I I love 
Collinsworth. I think Collinsworth is very well opinionated. He's entertaining enough, intelligent as all get out. But what the hell was he thinking on those catch replays yesterday, especially the Ertz one? It was obviously a touchdown. He's sitting there going, this is going to be called back. What, what, what did he see that I missed? He clearly established himself as a runner. Well, if they'd have had Mike Pereira or any of the other former officials on, they would have probably gone the other direction, too. That's why replay is a joke. Nobody knows how it's going to go. It's a total crapshoot. Just flip a coin. That's what they ought to do. They ought to go over, and instead of looking at their Microsoft Surface, just flip a coin. I'm with you. I like Collinsworth, but my answer to this question is simple. I'm going to Alyssa Milano. Can I just go that, or does it have to be an announcer? No, that's fine. I, is she uh, on she's TV? An actress? Or is I she, mean, yeah. 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 What, what, what role does she play exactly? Well, it doesn't matter what the role is. I'm in. Okay. Who's the boss? What was the, like, witch show she was on? Was it Bewitched? What was the show? Sabrina? No. <laughs> uh, somebody on the text line says, I love Rycroft, but he, did he shoot Don Cherry's couch? Uh, referring to <laughs> Rycroft's wardrobe. Uh, Rycroft loves to get loud with his jackets, and, and I love it. He's not afraid to wear whatever he pleases. That's right. I have no problem with that. Jesse just told me it was Charmed. Mm. Thank you, Charmed Jesse. Charmed the show. I've, I've watched the show. So your favorite analyst, uh, television, what, does it have to be television, HW? Not just favorite person to watch on TV. I've got two. One, I'd go Steve Harvey, because I think everything Steve Harvey does is hysterical. That's a good answer, actually. Uh, and two, I know this is maybe not the most popular take, but Tony Romo, all year, entertained me. And yep. that AFC title game, when he's just making random noises like the rest of us are, I thought he was great. No, I'm with you. I, 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 both those choices are good. Now, you have a little bit of a family feud fascination that I don't quite I'm on get. A kick. But yeah. Steve Harvey's great, and Tony Romo is... Maybe the best in the business. You know, H.W.'s dream is to have the Petersons attend the Family Feud oh, and yeah. take on his Kent Denver rivals, right? Yeah. No, if By we're way, on someday, it'd be I great. met one of your former Kent Denver buds at a charity function last Friday night. Oh, yeah? What was say, his I, name? I can't remember. He had a man bun. That's all I remember. Good guy. Listens to the show. So where <laughs> would you where about. would you be in the line? Like, would you be fifth? I'd be the team captain. You'd be up front? Wouldn't um, be your dad? No, I watched the show the most. <laughs> Yeah, and when they get to geography, HW's on the, he's gonna have a field day. Name a continent. Asia. Didn't I get all seven of them the other Name day? Name a did. state. You did. Um, I'll say this, my favorite entertainer slash TV guy, if that's as broad based as we're gonna be, performed, I guess, at halftime last night. And everybody, I got all kinds of opinions on the halftime show. How could you not like Justin Timberlake? Come I thought on, he man. was great. Who I thought, thought he was, yeah, I was, Standing. I'm driving in this morning and people are ripping him. I yeah, thought he was good. Yeah, what? You know, here's what I get to, and I love this, the the purist, because you're going to get this. I guarantee you're going to get this out of Moj this afternoon. He's the guitar purist, right? Oh, he was lip syncing. Who cares? You're entertaining. I don't yeah. care if you're lip syncing. I don't expect you to sing as you're dancing around, moving into the stands. I don't care where the words come from. Your job at halftime of the Super Bowl is to entertain me. This is not a concert. It's an entertainment venue. So all those people who say he was lip-syncing, yeah, who cares? It was the first halftime show I have watched from start to finish. I caught bits and pieces of other ones and the left shark and all that yeah. kind of stuff. It was the first one I watched the entire thing. I thought it was great. I thought it was, I'm thought with you, it was, it was I'll take I will take Justin Timberlake doing his thing over the old, old 
Rolling Stones dude with the tight yeah. jeans. Okay, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen you, in yeah. the tight black jeans. You can jeans. have the old seventy somethings reliving yeah. their past, and everybody waking up the echoes. Oh, look how great! You can have that. Yeah. You know, go to those concerts, but for the Super Bowl halftime show, you have to appeal to the majority, and that's what Justin Timberlake was. I'll give him an eight out of ten. I liked the Prince tribute. I liked uh, bringing the little kid into it, taking the selfie. I thought that was funny. But guys. Where was Janet Jackson and where was NSYNC? He needed to bring one of the two out with him. You always need a good special guest. That's why JT only gets an 8 out of 10. Who got a 9 or a 10? Did Gaga uh, get a 9 or a 10? Katy Perry was a 9 or a 10. Gaga was a 9 or a 10. Beyonce was Bruno good. at Super Bowl 50 was a 9 or a 10. Oh, that halftime was cold play. Bruno they saved is a it after cold play. Come on, that was 48, Bruno was a 9 or 10. I'm going to say Timberlake 48 was, was a 5. I'm going to say Timberlake was the worst halftime show in the last six or seven years. Uh, Needed a special guest. I just want to spank you over my knee. You, and you Where think, was Janet? Where was Janet? He needed to need redeem Jan Janet. Timberlake. Timberlake Because he's the reason for the function. He yeah. was the one who pulled it off. You needed Janet or sync there. All right, we're looking 10. for your favorite TV person uh, <laughs> on the text line. Charles Barkley uh, writes in this person. Charles Barkley, because he's nonsensical, often wrong, a bit out of touch. Sounds like somebody I work with here. But still my favorite NBA analyst. That's from Josh. That does sound a lot like HW. Yeah. 5669, okay. a boomer on NFL Sundays. No. Um, this person writes in, I'll watch Yannick Garcia tell me about the weather in Spanish on TV all day, every day. Who's Yannick Garcia? What's I don't know, but for? that's a great answer. I ain't Googling it on a work computer. <laughs> Uh, Gus Johnson says, the guy that called yep. the best Broncos call ever. Was that the game in Cincy where Stokely was tiptoeing the uh, goal line to save yeah, the precious Stokely seconds? down the sideline. I was there that the day. clock. Yeah, that was a pretty good call. See, I don't, I don't trust people who don't like Gus Johnson. Yeah, how can you not like? That's kind of a good life philosophy. Here's another actually. one. Here's another one because he called the uh, the Nuggets game on Thursday night. I had a chance to to talk to him before the game. I was just rapping with this dude. He's one of my favorite of all time. How can you not like Kevin Harlan? Exactly. Didn't we have the call of Kevin Harlan with the fight or the guy running on the the guy running on the yeah. field? He might be drunk because like, the guy is drunk. He's... I want to meet a person who does not appreciate Kevin Harlan and give me your reasons why. Because he's so good. I, he makes it exciting. He makes it. He can make anything exciting. Kevin Harlan can do play-by-play -play of me taking a bath and make it exciting. I know. I watched the the like ten-second clip of the game-winning shot probably a hundred times on Friday morning with his his call. I mean, it was it was great. It was great. But Gus Johnson, like people don't like him because he's enthusiastic. Like, isn't that the whole reason we're all watching? Right, like to see something exciting and have the guy react like we react. I don't understand the the people. Like, how big of a stick in the mud do you have to be to not like Gus Johnson? Sure. Two nominees for Doc Emmerich, uh, the hockey play-by-play -play guy who just sure. loses his mind. He'll be on with Hastings and he, Brownman on Wednesday. He doesn't. He doesn't lose his mind. He's pretty stoic. Emmerich? Yeah. Oh, when they end the Stanley Cup Finals, he loses his he lo mind. Nah, he's not that kind of guy. He's pretty stoic, man, and he's just he's solid as all get out. Really he's good. good. He's very good. Um. It says here. Oh, I'm not going to read that. I can't. So uh, HW is mad that Joey Fatone didn't make an appearance yesterday. Okay. Yeah, I know. That's you want Joey Fatone is the voice cast. of Family Feud. Really missed having Joey Fatone on my team. He's the voice of Family Feud. So he does riding the coattails, right? Yeah, no joke. Every single member of that NSYNC band and say, what would you guys be without JT? Where was Janet, dude? I don't know. Didn't she marry some sheik or something? Who knows where she didn't is? Didn't she deserve a second chance last night? How do you know he, they didn't ask her? 
Adam JT writes made that in, all about JT. Adam writes in, I can listen to Sergio Dip do sideline reports every weekend. <laughs> you got the Big Lombardi Show. Power five question of the day. Do we uh, give anything away for this, HW, or no? Uh, usually if we do, I bring it up. Oh, and you didn't bring it up. Yeah. I should have known. We're back after this on Altitude 950. It is the Harvester. Joel Dreesen. Here we go. Oh. The guy is drunk. Altitude 950 has another ultimate abs VIP experience. Here we go. We're putting you and a guest in the penalty box at Pepsi Center. Both are going. Both are going. You could be serving a penalty before the abs and Canucks game February 26th. Penalty coming up on the avalanche. Let's go sit for a couple. Oh, man. Get in there. Then we'll move you to some slightly more comfortable seats to watch the game. I guess we gotta go on the other side of the glass, eh? To see the Avs continue their quest for the playoffs. Keep it here all day to qualify on the only station that gives you this much Avs access. Altitude 950. This is James Marlant. I want to tell you how you can save more in mortgage interest with my friends in American Financing. It's common knowledge that you're going to pay interest when borrowing money. But did you know that there are ways to pay off mortgage interest sooner? From bi-weekly payments to an extra payment each year, even a streamlined refinance, you have options available that will save you anywhere from $500 to $1,000 a month. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call. 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182-334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Troy Hansford knows how to move homes. He can sell because he knows how to market your home. He is an agent that specializes in the marketing. In fact, he's got a deal going right now. Hansford will sell your home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for five grand. Troy has an exclusive system. Again, if you're not happy, you can go away. If you feel pressure, you don't have to do it. There is no obligation. There is no risk. Just give them a try. 720-600-6244. That's 720-600-6244. He's Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Group. Hey, guys, listen up. We all love those hearty home-style meals. You know, the chicken fried steak with a huge side of mashed potatoes covered in gravy. But let's get real. We aren't going to just cook that up. That's why I get my home-style meal fix from the Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic for Black Eyed Pea. Try Cajun Catfish right from the south for their turkey and dressing and, of course, their chicken fried steak with home-style gravy. Nine wonderful front-range locations and all locally owned. Great value, great food, and great service at the home-style Black Eyed J.C. Dodge Construction understands. It's my home, my business, my investment. No matter what the job, big or small, with all the permits and logistics, navigating the world of construction is challenging. Communication can be daunting, and through it all, you've got your own busy life. At J.C. Dodge Construction, we'll manage the architects, the framers, electricians, plumbers, roofers, and painters to get the job done. J.C. Dodge can act as pre-construction consultants, or we can do what we do best, build. Commercial, residential, and tenant finish. 
Whether you have a drawing on a napkin or finalized plans, as general contractors, J.C. Dodge Construction can execute your project from design to finish, on time, on budget, and always to the highest of standards. Because quality is how we measure success. J.C. Dodge Construction. Promises kept. Call 720-613-5500 or online at jcdodgeconstruction.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Some areas of stop-and-go traffic still. Speeds are down. Northbound I-25 Dry Creek through to Colorado Boulevard. Eastbound I-270 between I-25 and York. Traffic is brought to you by the Lodge at Vail. If you're on I-70, the worst of it is slowing behind a crash westbound. The accident at Havana. Stop-and-go traffic starting around Airport Boulevard. The spring scene in Vail is all about the majestic high-altitude skiing, sunny blue skies, and legendary service. When you stay at the Lodge at Vail, book your mountain escape today i'm chris mclaughlin with traffic on altitude 950 altitude 950 denver's all sports station text us at 30933 to join the show second and two Brady gets hit the ball is out and philadelphia has it Derek barnett comes away with it and that was it that, that was the patriots only turnover of the game Clearly the most important turnover. Right before that drive, I, I said aloud, I tweeted, the, the Eagles need a miracle. They were up by five. Brady had the ball in his hands with over two minutes to play. And it felt like the Eagles needed a miracle. They got it when they got the ball away from Tom Brady. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. We go to the hotline and welcome in the harvester, Joel Dreesen. Joel, where did you watch the Super Bowl? I was actually right across the street from my home at a neighbor's house. Was it loud? Was it crazy? Were there kids yelling? Could you pay attention to the game? I paid close attention to the entire game, sipped on some wild turkey, and loved every minute of it. There were kids running around, but I was not distracted in the slightest. It was only me and uh, my my neighbor and another friend, and it was nice, low-key, perfect Super Bowl party. All right, two things I want to discuss. Two two facts about this game that just are awestruck. They awestruck me when I read this. Number one... The New England Patriots just put forth possibly one of the greatest offensive performances ever. They never punted. They never got picked off. Broke the all-time Super Bowl offensive record, and yet they lost the game. Tom Brady, 28-48, 505 yards, 3 TDs, 0 interceptions. He lost the game. Never in the history of the NFL has a quarterback thrown for over 500 yards, 3 TDs, 0 picks, and lost a football game. He just lost the Super Bowl. How crazy is that? Oh, it's wild. But as a as an offensive football, former offensive football player, I loved every second of that football game. I love just good offensive performances where there wasn't a huge, a huge number of explosive plays, but it was just first down after first down, teams turning over the field. I think there was only one or two punts in the whole ball game. Uh, I just, I loved it. And I, I, that, that moment you just described, I kind of wanted Brady to drive down and throw the game-winning touchdown pass to Gronk. That would have been really cool. Stop but, it. Stop. Uh, the, the Eagles the Eagles stepped up big time in one of the best plays in football, a sack strip fumble. Yeah. That's such a momentum game-changing play. The Eagles and Brandon Graham were able, able to pull it off and the game counted. Uh, that, was, that was a really cool game. Here's my hot take of the day, Joel. Uh, yesterday's game proved one thing. It proved that coaching indeed does matter. And not, not coaching uh, Monday through Friday. That's great. I'm talking about game day coaching. I'm talking about strategist 
strategists out there making game-changing calls, which is exactly what Doug Peterson did. Do you think this game now is shifting to offensive-minded coaches? you got to be offensive-minded to win in this league. Man, I just think I love the uh, the, the fourth down gutsy calls that he called. Obviously, the the touchdown pass to Nick Pol- Nick Foles. I love that play yeah. because they used a third string tight end. Here, let's bring the third string guy around, toss him the ball, and have him throw it to the quarterback. That was a really cool play. Then, obviously, when they're down by one point, okay, I think there was uh, maybe four minutes to go, something like that. And they're on their own forty six yard line, fourth and one, and they go for it there. Uh, I thought it was a really smart call because the risk-reward, look, if you give the ball back to the Patriots, worst-case scenario, you're down by eight, you're going to get another chance anyways. But if you convert that fourth down, you have an opportunity to take the lead, put your defense back on the field, and go go finish out the ball game. and, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, just really gutsy fourth down calls by Doug Peterson, and they paid off. Well, Doug Peterson runs an offense that fits Nick Foles' profile, fits Carson Wentz. I guess the question is, why is it taking the NFL so long? And I'm talking about Denver here, too. Why aren't all teams who don't have a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers, why aren't those teams running that run-pass option? Well, to be honest with you, I think sometimes these coaches, they get nervous. They get nervous to be too creative. They don't want to try to be too cute and get laughed out of the league. Uh, because once a coach tries to do something that not many other teams try to do at all, coaches in their comfort zone, they feel safe running stuff that coaches have, have already run previously and had success at. It's a, it's a copycat league. There's no real secret, secret formula. They all watch the games every single week, and they take what other teams do well, and they try to do that against that exact same team which always kind of confused me because, honestly, if you're watching film on an opposing defense and they give up a play and then you play that team the next week and they're like, oh, they gave up this play. Let's run it again. Aren't they going to work to fix that play? So (laughs) it never made sense to me. But uh, the creativity of Doug Peterson doing having the the cojones to do what – totally change his offense and do what his talented players do best, uh, really encouraging to see. You just said it. It it takes an aggressive-minded coach who doesn't look over his shoulder. Remember, Chip Kelly introduced us to that kind of offense when he came out, and and people mocked him. You remember the reaction he got. He got mocked out of the league. And now you look back at it, all he did was introduce something that other coaches are running. Doug Peterson's running a version of what Chip Kelly did. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, And Chip Kelly's offense was really fun to watch for a long time. And I talked to some guys who were on those teams, but they just said it wasn't sustainable. They played at such a fast pace all the time, trying to get play after play after play, that essentially their offensive players were gassed. So they couldn't go no more. Uh, practice during the week was so high paced, so many reps, that these guys were just so worn out by the time they got to game day. It sounds like Doug Peterson does a lot better job of, of managing the conditioning of his club. Okay, fact or fiction, let me ask you, Joel Dreesen, who played the game. When you run in an RPO, the run-pass option, the quarterback doesn't necessarily have to be a running quarterback. How many times did Nick Foles run yesterday? He didn't run. He just made the threat. He just opened up the offense to that that threat of running. You don't have to have a speedster to run that offense. No, it helps to have a mobile quarterback. But at the same time, you could get your quarterback killed if you're running the ball too much. I mean, Mariota took some shots. RG3 basically ran himself out of the league taking taking too much abuse. Uh, it helps to have a mobile quarterback when running those plays, but honestly, yeah, you just have to stick that ball in the belly of a running back, and if the read's the right read, let him keep it, and if not, 
pull that thing out and throw it down the field. Dude, I had a feeling that watching uh, those two touchdowns that went under review, the first one, which they called a touchdown, I, I thought it could have gone either way, and then the second one to Zach Ertz where, in my eyes, he established himself as a runner so he could do whatever he pleases after that point. That was a touchdown all the way. I think the NFL went into the Super Bowl, Joel, with the notion that, guys, he, they told the refs, we're going to relax that catch rule, all right, because this is a huge stage. We don't want people walking away from the freaking Super Bowl wondering if that was a catch or not, which is why I believe both calls were called touchdowns. Yeah, I agree. The last thing they want is the championship contest to be just surrounded with controversy because of the dang catch rule once again. And I, I was actually talking to some Patriots fans. I have a buddy who lives in Boston now, and I was texting him during the game, and he was so damn mad that that Eagles touchdown counted. He was bobbling it. He was bobbling it, blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, it's a catch. If, if, if that Zach Ertz touchdown had been reversed, I might have had an aneurysm in that yeah. very moment because he caught the ball on the six-yard line, took four or five strides before he even crossed the end zone, and then fell into the end zone. I mean, goodness gracious, at, at what point can you fall down and lose control of the football and still be considered to have had possession? Malcolm Butler, who rescued the Patriots in a Super Bowl not too long ago, he won a Super Bowl for his team, didn't play at corner. They went with another guy. He sat, and afterwards he was angry of his all get-out. Doesn't know what, he, what he's going to do from here. He's going to be a free agent, probably won't return to the Patriots. How do you think that impacted the defense? How do you think it impacted his, his fellow teammates who saw him on the bench in the biggest game of the year? Really bizarre to me. Really bizarre decision. I mean, Malcolm Butler himself even said during the course of the week that he had a poor year. He did not play very good this season. But for Belichick to pull that move, that man single-handedly with one of the greatest players in Super Bowl history delivered a championship to New England all on his own. Um, to, to bench him in a championship game, I don't understand that. He must have done something behind closed doors that we don't know about. Yeah. Uh, to me, they could have used him. The dude is a baller. In big-time games, he shows up. And their defense was struggling, especially out, uh, at the corner position. They were struggling with Alshon Jeffrey and, and Zach Ertz and – and those guys, so uh, Malcolm Butler could have made a difference in this ball game. I, I really want to know the truth there and why it went down that way. All right, uh, from a Broncos perspective, we know they're shopping for a quarterback. We know that they're in, in business there. Uh, and people brought up Nick Foles. Well, why would the why would the Eagles even put Nick Foles on the market? I mean, you got two quarterbacks, one just won you a Super Bowl. You know you're going to need him at some point. Veterans always are going to be able to play if the starter goes out, and Nick Foles proved his worth. If you're the Broncos, who's your lead guy right now? Who do you go after? I, I mean, I think Kirk Cousins, right? I, I know the price tag is going to be pricey, but if you want a good, mature, veteran leader, that quarterback, a guy who's obviously hasn't won any playoff games, but he's won his share of regular season games, and there's always that argument. If you surround him with better talent, he'll be even, even more better, even, even the greatest ever. But my point is, when it comes to the quarterback position, is the best quarterbacks make everyone else around them better. That was one of the reasons I was so excited to play with Peyton Manning, is because he had a history of taking marginally talented dudes and making them pro bowlers. I mean, don't get me wrong, Dallas Clark was an absolute stud. He could run and he caught everything. But without Peyton Manning, I'm not so sure he has the, the amazing career he had. So I was really excited to play with Peyton because he made everybody better. If Kirk Cousins is added to the Broncos roster, does he make that roster better immediately just by signing? I don't know. Um, so just the conversation is, 
how much is he going to make his teammates better? How much can they make him better? Uh, the price tag might be too high for Kirk Cousins, but to me, he's a good, veteran, established guy. Uh, he's probably the safest bet out there. All right, crazy question, and I know this doesn't. This is invalid because it's not going to happen, but if you had your choice, would you take Kirk Cousins in Denver or Doug Peterson? Oh, wow. I would take Doug Peterson. I like yeah. how he rolls. Old These man. players seem to really admire him, love him. He's always smiling. He seems like a really positive, optimist guy. Optimistic he don't give guy. a damn. Joe, he, uh, he don't give a damn. He don't care about you. He don't care about Belichick's legacy. He's going to call whatever he wants to call. Yeah, I, I, I really had a lot of respect for Doug Peterson yesterday. Harvester, as usual, thanks for your opinions. I'm glad you survived your Super Bowl party, my friend. We'll talk to you when uh, – uh, I'm sure the NFL is always going to provide uh, plenty of uh, of information that we can embrace on a weekly basis. So we'll talk soon. Okay, buddy? All right. So, hey, Victor, i got to ask you, did you watch any of the NFL Network coverage after the game? I heard Kevin Hart got lit up and said something bad on the air. Oh, yeah. He was using foul language. It was hilarious, but even more so than that, the interviews with the Eagles players. I'm telling you, if you want to find a man in his most raw emotional state, interview him after winning the Super Bowl. Those guys were, were awesome. It was it was reality TV in its finest. I totally agree with you. When I was at Super Bowl 50 on the field interviewing Broncos, even the guys that never talked during the year, it's like their guard is down. It's like now they can say whatever the heck they want because the season's over. The handcuffs are off. Yeah, it's really, really raw moment. It's fun to watch the, that emotion. It's like Joel Dreesen at his neighbor's house with some wild turkey. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. We're back with our morning sugar fix. Marty O, coming up next. Altitude 950 is the Nugget Station. Oh, that's large. And we've got Nuggets Insider, Adam Mares from DenverStiffs.com. With Mason Plumley out, with Paul Millsup out, the Nuggets aren't going to be, in my opinion, a, a great defensive team. But what you can do is control the things that you can control and not give them free points. Don't foul jump shooters. Don't foul guys for and ones and things like that. Get the latest Nuggets insight from Adam Mares this afternoon with Mark Mosier, exclusively on Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. We're all so busy. It's hard to find balance. Every day this month is Valentine's Day at Five Wellbeing Studio and Spa. Treat yourself or your loved one to a peaceful retreat. Go to 5wellbeing.com to receive a $150 gift card for $125. Use promo code LOVE. Try one of their signature spa experiences or have a relaxing massage or facial. Use promo code LOVE through February 28th at 5wellbeing.com. Attention cell phone users. If you love your phone, love your number, and want free service, now you can get all three with SafeLink Wireless at absolutely zero cost. That's right. Keep your own phone, keep your own number, and we'll keep you connected with free service that includes free minutes, unlimited text, and free data. It's all yours if you qualify for programs such as SNAP or Medicaid. 
SafeLink is a Lifeline-supported service in a government benefit program. Only eligible consumers may enroll in Lifeline. The service is non-transferable and limited to one per household. Documentation of income or program participation may be required for enrollment. You must have a compatible GSM phone. Most smartphones are compatible. Free is free. Keep your own phone, keep your own number, and we'll keep you connected. With free service that includes free minutes, unlimited text, and free data. Get started now by calling 1-800-SAFELINK or go to safelink.com. That's 1-800-SAFELINK or go to safelink.com. Boss of Fitness is now open in Denver, Centennial, and Aurora. Know what that means? You can be fit and be happy for as little as $9.99 a month. High energy classes, indoor pool, group cycling, turf training, basketball, super convenient kid care, right? And Vasa Fitness coaches are beyond amazing. Work out where fitness is fun. Join Vasa Fitness with month-to-month memberships as low as $9.99 a month. Stop by one of our gyms or visit VasaFitness.com to join today. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Delay continues on northbound I-25. Slow traffic, dry creek through to about Colorado Boulevard. Traffic is brought to you by Murdoch's. Off freeway, a couple busy spots with accidents. Colfax and Sheridan. Northbound Quebec approaching county line of crash and one at Mississippi and Parker. Now through February 13th, shop Murdoch's Ranch and Home Supplies. Pet food and supplies truckload sale for the lowest prices of the season on brands like Natural Balance, Science Diet, Canada and more. Visit Murdoch's today for details. I'm Chris McLaughlin with Traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I don't know. They gave up on me. I don't know what it was. I mean, I, I guess I, I guess I wasn't playing good or they didn't feel comfortable. I don't know. You know what I mean? I could have I could have changed that game though. Malcolm Butler did not mince words. Had no idea why Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick benched him for the most important game of the year. He didn't play, and that Patriots defense got shredded. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. Fellas, uh, Deadspin just came out with this uh, this look at all of the craziness in Philadelphia last night, complete with video, right? All these people among the activities in Philly last night. Of course, you had your overturned cars. Every car on the streets, Broad Street, every car out there was overturned. You're going to get that. You got people jumping off of second-story windows and stuff onto other people. I, I I don't get that one. You got a dude here. Here's video of a guy rocking on top of a traffic light, okay, in the middle of an intersection, rocking up and down before the traffic light snaps, and he falls off. Hopefully he made it. You got a girl in an Eagles costume streaking down the street. She's wearing an Eagles mask and nothing else, streaking down the street. And then to top it all off, I don't even know if I can go. I'm not even going to say. Some dude with a horse, and it's not even proper. I'm not going to go beyond. it. I cannot believe what took place on the streets of Philly. They went beyond what I thought they'd go to. So you're telling me they like to party? Uh, Holy mother. 
What do you what do you think Philly's like right now? It's what ten fifty one there. I'm gonna assume it's still uh kind of on fire. Philly went full Philly. I yeah. mean, it's kind of what we expected, right? I'm looking right now. There's a guy in the middle of the subway tracks just partying. The subway cars are going back and forth. He's in the middle of the tracks. That's a death wish. Dumber fans, Philly or Buffalo? Well, obviously a lot of inebriation leads to this, but don't they have friends who stop them? I mean, if if I went out with a bunch of my friends, I get it. You know, I was I was at that point. Remember Pearl Street? Remember Pearl Street on uh, Halloween? Yep. Remember how crazy that was before they shut it down? And you'd always have that friend who'd do something over the top, get arrested for whatever reason. I had several friends arrested during the Pearl Street zaniness. But I, are, are you that drunk? Don't your friends help out a little bit? I would never allow my friend to get near death to jump around in a subway track. Yeah, that's just not being a good wingman at all. It's funny you bring that up, though. I had that conversation down in Houston about the mall crawl, mm. right? I mean, it used to be crazy on Pearl Street. There's a whole generation of people, and I'm sure HW's in this category, who have no idea what we're talking about. None. But by the way, we've got this real quick. Breaking news on Altitude 950. <sighs> The mall crawl. I'm always I'd wary. rather talk about the mall crawl. Always wary when HW hits the breaking news button. What is it? We've got two pieces here, Vic. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. Nick Griffith from Fox Fox 31 is reporting Ed McCaffrey expected to be named next head football coach at Valor Christian High School. Hmm. And, by the way, Justin Timberlake has added a new show at the Pepsi Center. News coming down this morning on January 29th, 2019. Two pieces of breaking news. Did right. you throw so the McCaffrey? A year from now. A year. Yeah. You threw the McCaffrey thing out there just so you would have some sports that it wasn't all just Timberlake? Yeah. Okay. Eddie Mack, head football coach, and uh, Justin Timberlake coming to the Pepsi Center in about a year. Interesting. Was so, that worthy it, of the button? I thought, I thought that was yeah, too pretty. Yeah, I'll, pretty, I'll give you that. In, in yeah. case you haven't heard, um, Valor no. uh, lost its football coach, Rod Sherman, who um, just resigned for some odd reason. I, I found that suspicious. He resigns after... Valor fails to make the championship game this year and uh, walks away from a pretty good job. I think he's still retained at the school in some capacity. And he's replaced by uh, Eddie Mack. Now, not official yet. This is Nick Griffith from Fox 31 saying introductory news conference likely tomorrow. It's going to happen. Okay. Sources tell me it's going to happen. All right. Eddie Mack will become the new head coach at Valor. Um, that's a tough one for me. That's a tough one because I... I've always given you guys my my opinions on coaching. Um, it, high school's tough enough, but when you have to coach your own kid, that makes it even tougher. That's almost a no-win situation. Always very difficult. It's got a little LeVar Ball feel to it. Well, we'll see how it turns out. Best I mean, of luck to him and, and, and everybody involved. I just That's a tough one. I, I just think coaching your own kid at that level mm-hmm. is hard to do. The head, coach, to do. The head coach resigns. Does he get run out? Now you're going to take the job. I'm not, I, we don't know the whole story. I'm just saying if my honest assessment of it, of it kind of reeks of that. That's how, that's how it looks. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Time now for our morning sugar fix. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Sugar slam! Shake that. All right, Mario, where did you watch the Super Bowl yesterday? I was over at a friend's house. We, uh, pretty low key. They were pretty diehard Broncos fans. It was funny. They didn't care that the Patriots lost. They were just more happy that Brady lost. So, hmm. 
Is it like most parties in the Denver area where after every Eagles big play, cheers galore? I mean, it was a pretty small crowd, so it wasn't like rowdy or anything, but there was, there was some golf claps when the Eagles so, were doing wait, wait, don't tell me it was that crowd that was more aware of the commercials than the game. No, were no, you no in it, that wasn't crowd? Like, it wasn't like that, but I mean, there's like four people that are not going to get up and high five every time the Eagles score. I, I went to a Super Bowl party a couple of years ago where I was hushed during commercials and everybody was talking during the game, and I, I, I can't handle that. Yeah, I'm with you. That's uncalled for. There should be two TVs, an upstairs TV for commercial people and a downstairs TV for football people. Very also went point. to that same party where you walked in and everybody had to place their shoes in the corner and there were like 30 sets of shoes. Like, what the hell's going on here? Is this yoga class? Are we, are we watching the football game or are we doing yoga? It's like a you bowling alley. My shoes? Are right, you guys ready here? Yeah. All right, so this guy is ranked the world's highest paid athlete by Forbes in 2016 and 2017. Is also rated as the world's most famous athlete by ESPN in those same years, and he turns 33 today. Messi, no. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, yes, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Yeah, it is Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Cristiano. How old is he today? 33. Oh, it's Christian Ronaldo. I think I have it backwards. Is his first name Christian? No, it's Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Yeah. If I had a dollar every time I got stopped in the street and say, "Hey, Ronaldo," uh, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm sure that happens to you all the time. It happens uh-huh. to me all the time. In okay. Denver? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people consider this gentleman the baseball home run king. He has a total of 750. Barry Bonds. Five. No, it's actually Hank Aaron. He turns 84 today. I would have got it if you got would have let me finish. But I mean, who's the re- I mean, come on. If I say home run king, who is it? Barry Bonds. It's Barry Bonds. All right, how many home runs does Barry Bonds have? I don't know. 763? 63. 62. Ooh. We were in the ballpark. We all would have known 755, though, for Wait, Vaughn's only got Hank Aaron by seven? Mm-hmm. Man, it felt like he was going to get him by a hundred. He really slowed down once those roids stopped going to his head. And how many does Babe Ruth have? I mean, everybody knows these three numbers. 714. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this Broncos Ring of Famer turns 75 today. He was the QB of the uh, Broncos team that first Craig played Morton. in the Super Bowl. You got it. Wow. Greg Morton. Greg Morton, yeah. 75? The week of that yeah. Super Bowl, he spent... Was it the week of the Super Bowl or the AFC title game he spent in the hospital? AFC title game. Yeah. Didn't even know if he was going to be able to play. Just came out and played hurt. Exactly. By the way, Manchester, when you weren't here Friday during Sugar Fix, we discussed best uh, best punter in Broncos history. Bucky Diltz. I I mentioned Bucky, but I I said Tom Ruin. We went Tom Ruin. Luke Prestridge, Mike Haran. Yeah, Marty predicted you'd exactly do this. what I predicted would happen. Just, just start rattling, rattling off, off rattling <laughs> off random punters. Haran was a lefty. How about Chris Norman? Caught I do a t- remember Chris. He Norman. caught a touchdown against the Chiefs on a fake punt. That I don't remember. Or threw a touchdown. Sorry, threw a touchdown to Steve Wilson on a fake punt against the Chiefs. Are you a Britton Colquitt guy? And you know he was pretty good. Brett Kern. Brett Kern. They mm-hmm. haven't been the same. They weren't the same after McDaniel's cut. Brett Kern. Wow. Yeah. All right, this day, 1921, the Yankees purchased 20 acres that will eventually become Yankees Stadium that was open from 1923 to 2008. Did any of you guys ever make it out there? I, I did. did. I lived in New York City in 19, or actually 2000. Wait, what am I talking about? 1999 for a summer. God, I'm getting all confused here. It was 1999, and I used to take the subway to the Bronx to watch games. You talk about culture and craziness. Oh, my God, was that dangerous. Wait a minute. It you was lived, nuts. You lived in New York City for a summer? Yeah. I did a fellowship for, uh, I worked a little bit for the fan radio, WFAN and NBC Sports. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I have been, I went to Yankee Stadium once. It was very cool. I was at Old Yankee once too. It was, it was awesome. Oh, three of you. 
Okay, so uh, the Patriots had a rough day yesterday. <laughs> Have you never been, Marty? Are no, you I've jealous? Never, no, I've never been. Yeah, I wish but I, I kind of can't go I anymore because uh-huh. it's three gone. Of you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, good for you guys. Happy for you. Okay, so this day last year, the Falcons blew a 28 to 3 lead, and the Patriots were jubilant rather than what they were yesterday. If I were the Eagles, I would put 505 diamonds in my ring just to stick it to the Patriots. Tell me about it. You know, just rub it in like they did with the 283 diamonds. Oh, I was going to say, where are you getting the 505 from? But that's how many yards he threw for. Okay. I don't know. Pick something from yesterday that didn't matter. I, I just that just rub. We talked about it on Friday when it was on. That just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, you know, I put the initials MB Malcolm Butler in my ring somehow. <laughs> Win with some class, right? You don't have to rub it in. You won. They, totally they feel agree. bad enough. Totally agree. And that's pure Bob Craft. Yeah, it's just bad. All right, and in 2001, the 51st NHL All Star Game is held at the Pepsi Center. Manchester, you're good with scores. You know the final score of that one? Uh, I think it was eleven to eight. Mm, Fourteen to twelve. Yeah, last high packing. scoring. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Did had you, no idea. Any guys go to that game? I mean, it was at the Pepsi Center. I don't remember the game. No, I don't I, remember any All Star games. I just don't remember them unless something crazy happened. I do remember the Pro Bowl twenty four twenty three. That was a really good finish. Vaughn got that strip sack to win Defensive Player of the Game. Well, I tried to tell you that was a big deal, and you got mad at me and said you don't like Von Miller or something like that. <laughs> I didn't say I don't like Von Miller. I said I don't like his reality show, and he had a mediocre season. That's, That's right. what I you said. You don't like his alligators. I believe That's he was MVP, not defensive player there the year. But I'll save that for later. That's it for this. Uh, he was defensive play. player of the game. That's what he was. And then you started ranting about alligators. And then I got the fact checker just correcting me, and he's incorrect. He was not the MVP of the Pro Bowl. I don't think. Defensive MVP. Defensive MVP. Okay. Are we done? Defense, defensive yeah, player of the game? It's the Seems same like a thing. ground to me. Yeah, it's with the word MVP is in there. That's it, boys. Right. Coming up next, our Super Bowl 52 recap, complete with sound and special effects, right here on the Vic Lombardi Show. This has been your morning sugar fix, brought to you by Lamar's Donuts, going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets take on the Hornets Pepsi Center. Tip off is at 7 o'clock with a pregame show, gaining away at 635. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. The KSE Parker, Denver, home of the Avalanche, home of the Nuggets. Denver's All Sports Station, Altitude 950. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. And the Nuggets are back at it tonight. Chance to win three in a row. They got the Charlotte Hornets at Pepsi Center. And Michael Malone said it best after that win over Golden State Saturday night. As emotional as that was. I mean, to win two straight against OKC and then Golden State. It'll be all for naught if the Nuggets don't bring focus and intensity tonight. Because the big difference, you're just going to see it right off the bat. They were sellouts, all right? Three straight sellouts last week at Pepsi Center. Crowd was into it. Probably not going to get a sellout tonight against Charlotte. Will the Nuggets be into it? you got to still have it against the lesser teams. Charlotte is not Golden State, not OKC, not Boston. you got to bring it tonight, fellas. Well, and I think they played in Phoenix yesterday. They're on one of their road trips. It's it's a game the Nuggets need to win by double digits, and I have full faith they will. Well, it's why when we went through that, that homestand, these are the kind of games that worry me. It, it wasn't Oklahoma City. It wasn't Golden State. It wasn't Boston. I know they didn't win all three, but they, they played well in all three games. The Nuggets tend to play to their competition. These are the kind of games that worry you. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Vic. You gotta come out tonight, take care of business, and make the last couple wins 
mean something. But, fellas, I, I was talking to Hanslick about this on the postgame show the other night. I can't recall a week like the one we experienced last week for the Nuggets at Pepsi Center. I don't remember the last time they had three straight sellouts. Boston was a sellout, albeit a lot of Boston fans there. OKC was a sellout, national television, good to the last shot. Golden State, of course, not only a sellout, over 20,000, the largest crowd to ever watch a Nuggets game at Pepsi Center Saturday night. That standing room uh, only going. It was it was a great crowd, but man, there were a lot of Warriors fans. You know, it was different though. Let me let me give you the distinction between Saturday night Golden State and Monday night Boston. The Monday night crowd was pure Boston. Those were guys and gals I could tell had Boston affiliation. They followed that team. They understood that it was just a more sophisticated Boston-oriented yeah. crowd. Okay. Yeah. The crowd on Saturday night, front runners. No doubt. Big difference. No doubt. Big, big difference. There just were basketball fans who decide to wear Golden State gear. There were so many people there that that was the first time they had worn that Warriors exactly right. jersey or T-shirt big or difference. whatever. I actually have more respect for the Monday night crowd. Me too. I actually have more respect for that crowd than I do the Saturday night crowd. These are basketball fans just showing up with Golden State gear because it's Golden State. I uh, They have no affiliation with the team. They couldn't tell you. They could not tell you who coached the team before Steve Kerr. They're just wearing the Golden State gear. I asked five people walking up the aisle that were in Warriors gear. Five people. Who 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 was a part of Run TMC? No clue. They had zero idea what I was talking yeah, about. Most of no. them were kids. To be fair, most of them were kids. Okay, but you could ask them who Baron Davis was, and they wouldn't know that either. Right. right. Andres Biedrin, Stephen Jackson. I mean, didn't they beat? Weren't they an eight seed that beat a one beat seed? The yeah. I, I would challenge you to ask some of the Golden State fans in attendance. Again, most of them were kids. Who was the head coach of the Golden State Warriors when they upset the Nuggets in the first round of the 2013 playoffs? Mark Jackson. They would not know that answer. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. They were very much front runner Don fans. Don Nelson. They, would they know were he obnoxious. Is I was so glad they they went home. And I, my wife kept telling me, "See, Vic was right. He was right. These people about? are annoying about the visiting fans." She's on see, your side. See, see, see what I'm saying? Until you're there. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm going to say something that I've been thinking for a long time. I remember when I worked at Channel Four, and this is human nature at work. I remember working at Channel 4 and turning on to Altitude Television and watching my buddy Kyle Keefe after the Avs lost to the Minnesota Wild in the playoffs. And for years later, Kyle would always go on the air and say, God, I hate the Wild so much. And I always ask myself, why does he, why does he have this weird hatred for Minnesota and that fan base? Well, because he was here and he experienced it. He saw all those fans come out in droves. And until I experienced it myself at a game, seeing the massive amount of fans for the opposing team, you don't really understand it until you're there. You were there Saturday night. You got to taste it. So now you know where my disgust comes from, correct? 100% correct. I, I was debating you on this last week. I still think it's on the teams to make it um, to where fans don't want to give up their their tickets, but I am with you in terms of the annoyance level. It was ridiculous. Fellas, while we're rolling here on the Nuggets, I liked how balanced they were against the Warriors. I love scoring 38 in the fourth quarter. And Vic, I mean, it feels like we're we're mere weeks away from inserting Paul Millsap back in this thing, too. Yes, I think Millsap will be back, and I don't know for a fact here. I think after the All-Star break, clearly, is when you expect him back. But now, you think about this, guys. The Nuggets beat the Warriors. This was no fluke. They beat the Warriors without Millsap, without Plumley, and the only only one of two teams this season, Nuggets and Rockets, to have beaten the Warriors twice the same season. 
This is not a fluke. You, if, if I asked you, if Golden State wanted to face somebody in the first round of the playoffs, a one versus eight, the last team they want to play is the Nuggets. Well, the remember last, last year, I, I used to say that the Nuggets were going to give the Warriors a series. You guys laughed at me. Uh, I, I, realistically, Vic, I, I think the Nuggets could take the Warriors to six. Honestly. Okay, we have a caller on the line. Again, thank you for the call. Uh, we, we don't solicit calls usually, but if you want to call the show anytime, 303-753-0950. Lines are open. Johnny wants to talk about that Nuggets game. What's up, Johnny? Hey, good morning, guys. Always love when you talk Nuggets. That's hey, what we so, do, John. Um, That's what we do. Hey, I, w- <laughs> I was at the game, uh, a Golden State game, and I, I talked to you last week. I sit behind the visitor bench. And uh, my buddy and I, we were chirping pretty good at the uh, at the Warriors, and you wouldn't believe how many Golden State fans were angry at me for chirping at their team. Wow. As they have the gall? Hold on there. a second. Let's stop everything. You mean to tell me those people, the visiting fans, had the gall to call out you, a Denver resident? Oh, it was incredible. And then they, the best part was when they left before the game was even over. But yeah, they they were mad at me, and they, they were actually chirping to me there um, about being angry that I was talking about their team. Hey Johnny, like did I you was see in the, their arena? Johnny, did you see those two woodsheds, uh, those two tool sheds who wore the all white suits and had the big faces yeah. of the Golden State players? Did you see those guys? Were they sit? Were they seated yeah, near I, you at all? No, they were on the other side. I they were on the other side of the court, but I saw them in the hallway. Now I, I was those pretty humorous. Yeah, they came dressed in costume. Oh, it's so nice to see those guys leave angry. It's it feels oh, it's it so was, it was satisfying, isn't it? That was a great win. And then to see JaVale McGee, he blo- I forgot who he blocked, but he acted as though that was the best thing ever around. But then he ran to the other end of the court and got burned the rest of the game with a zero points. J- JaVale had five thousand six minutes. Take your L and go home, JaVale. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, man. Right, Appreciate it, Johnny. Appreciate it. I did Thank have you very an much. observation, I mean, though, Vic. Yeah. The, 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 the more obnoxious group than the Warriors fans were the four guys at the end of their bench that nobody knows their name. Mm-hmm. And they jump up and down on every basket like they just won the NBA title. Yeah. The end of the Warriors bench. Talk about guys who ride coattails. Sure. Nobody even knows who they are. Like McCaw and Caspi <laughs> right. and Jones and Looney. Right. Can I, can I make another observation as long as we're on the Nuggets train here? And this is what you get when you pay for this talent. You know, when you get four all-stars on your team, you're going to you gonna expect this. But not on opposing teams' courts. How many soft calls did Curry get in that game? Oh. How many soft, ridiculous calls went his way? Please tell me. Please tell me you saw what I saw. No. And I get it. I get it. You know. That's what you get in an all-star. You've got to expect it. But to see it up close and personal, a couple of times, they blew the whistle before he even made the drive. Yeah, he, he got every whistle, it seemed. And on the offensive end, the, the Warriors were trying to defend Jokic by being physical with him. And, man, he was just getting pushed around and hacked and fouled, and he was getting frustrated. And then when he knocked down that three on the Gary Harris missed dunk, it was just perfect vindication for the fact that they were trying to beat him up and he just stuck the dagger yeah. out. And I can't say enough about Jamal Murray because a, a lesser man would not have finished that game. He had a major Charlie horse that turned into a deep thigh bruise by the end of the game. Happened very early and he came back to finish and played well despite the injury. That dude's tough. Tough kid. Harris and Murray 
and Barton, even after the week Barton had at the end of games, for him to come through in the fourth quarter, you can't say enough. The Nuggets grew up. They grew up a lot just on Saturday night. That was fun to watch. But, again, all for naught. If you throw me an L tonight, all yep. for naught, unless you come to play tonight. Got to bring it. This counts just as much. Charlotte, Pepsi Center, this evening on Altitude Radio and Altitude TV when we come back play-by-play of what went down in Minneapolis yesterday. Wow. They had the gall. Hold on a second. Let's stop everything. You mean to tell me those people, the visiting fans, had the gall to call out you, a Denver resident? Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Craigman and Harris. Coming up Monday, Craigman and Harris looking back on Super Bowl 52 as the Philadelphia Eagles finally knock off Brady and Belichick and the New England Patriots. That's right, we live in a world where people from Philadelphia are actually happy. Plus, looking back on the weekend that was for the Avalanche and the Nuggets and getting you set for Denver taking on Charlotte this evening at the Pepsi Center. It's all coming up on the Monday edition of Crackman and Harris. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. When the time comes for you to buy your new truck, how are you going to decide? The lowest monthly payment you see on TV? With the mouse print disclaimer telling you why you won't get that deal. Or maybe the radio commercial promising the absolute lowest price, followed by lots and lots of very fast-talking disclaimers that are never good news. You do have a better choice. My Car Guys at Johnson Auto Plaza. Hi, I'm Alan Roach, and I've been sending friends, family, and listeners to Johnson's for almost 20 years now, and for good reason. It's because of the Johnson family and the Johnson way of doing business. The promise of a respectful, honest experience. And yes, absolutely a great deal, just without the nonsense or silly games. And right now, during Ram Truck Month at Johnson's, enjoy special incentives on over a 1,000 vehicles, over 600 trucks, 350 new Rams, and 250 new Jeeps, each one ready for you to test drive. Experience car buying the way it's supposed to be at Johnson Auto Plaza. You're going to love these guys. North of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. The Pepsi Center is always rocking when Mammoth Lacrosse is in town. You may not be prepared for us, but all are welcome to join the Loud House. Don't miss it. Tickets are on sale now. Check it out at coloradomammoth.com. Are you looking for a new career? Well, with today's fast-paced world, content is available and consumed at an accelerated rate, making media careers in very high demand. And the Colorado Media School is your first step to get the necessary training to prepare you for an exciting media career with courses and training for TV and radio personalities, sports broadcasting, audio and video editing, online and social media content, and so much more. If you belong in front or behind a camera, or a microphone, then you got to check out the Colorado Media School right now. They'll even give you an orientation just for calling to see what they're all about. Get instruction from real industry pros and graduate in as little as eight months. Hey, if you start now, you have a chance to get that media career in this year. And at the Colorado Media School, you can work on your own show or production right when you begin classes. Flexible hours and financial aid for those who qualify give you all the reason to call right now. 303-937-77. 
303-937-7070. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. In case you haven't heard, and we can confirm it here, Ed McCaffrey will be named the new head football coach at Valor High School. Tomorrow, it will become official. Sources tell us. It's not down to two, it's down to one. He's the guy. He will be the coach. He'll be the next. I think Ed coached a bit at Regis before his kids moved over to Valor, before Christian made the move over there. So he does have coaching experience. It'll be interesting to see next year, guys. The two the two dudes in the booth, right, um, McCaffrey and Dave Logan, coaching against each other. Logan at Cherry Creek, McCaffrey at Valor. That should be interesting. It's an interesting hire, I'll put it that way. Um, just the way this has all gone down. I, I would love to know the backstory of how and why and when and all that kind of stuff. Well, and Dylan will probably start for Harbaugh next year in Michigan, right? Or, or at least be in the, in the conversation. Should be in the conversation, yeah. yeah. And so there's one, is it Luke who's still yes. left at Valor? Yes. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Let's move on. Super Bowl 52 recap of what went down in Minneapolis yesterday. Fellas, uh, we'll start with the, did you hear about these numbers? These numbers are insane. Nick Foles on third down. 11 of 14, 169 yards, two TDs, and a passer rating of 156. John Elway has said it for a long time. Third down is where quarterbacks are measured. He dominated third down. Well, you you knew it was going to be a good day for Philly. I think it was the opening drive. He converted a third and 12. It was like a 15-yard pass over the down the middle of the field. And like, okay, they they got something. So yeah, he was he was good. You wanted to do the official fancy dancey stuff, Vic, or do you just want to dive right into it? Fancy it up. Oh. The big game Fine. has come and gone. The Eagles have stunned the Patriots. Is this the end of the New England dynasty? I'm not sure if we can. Going for it all into the end zone, and it is caught. Alshon Jeffrey for the touchdown. Tell you what, Will, you drive this segment. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> That was Nick Bowles to Alshon Jeffrey early. I don't know about you guys, but I was thinking Jeffrey, early candidate for MVP. He won my son the uh, first to score pool with that It one. still bothers me that he adds that E after the FF. Jeffrey. Yeah, it's not it spelled bothers correctly. Bothers the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm with but you. You know what? What a player. Remember, he's the guy that made uh, Akeem Tlaib stand flat-footed in the Broncos-Eagles game. That was an RPO play. 
It was 9-3 Eagles, and then uh, my husband cannot throw and catch the ball happened. Patriots with a third and two. Brady lines them up. Brady gives it off. Trying to leap up, but not getting there. On the end around is Brandon Cooks. How's that Eagles announcer broadcasting from the cold? That was a terrible call of that play. You didn't even know what happened. Like, it was a reverse, and then he, that was the throw to Brady, right? It was supposed to be. I'm not sure. That was just a, if, if it was, if it was, that was a terrible call because he did not describe what happened. But yeah, Tom kind of alligator armed that one. Kind of ironic, boys, that, uh, Tom didn't catch the ball and Nick Foles did, right? It was, they both had fairly simple catches and only ah. one guy was able to make the catch. To be fair, Foles' catch was much easier yes. than Brady. Brady it was over the top. He had to look behind. Foles is right in front of him. Come yeah. On. Tom's, Tom's was catchable, but it wasn't an easy catch. Not for a quarterback. As we approach halftime, the Eagles managed to get a double-digit lead. And they're going to snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Foles, touchdown. How do you figure? Well, uh, a buddy and I always have this thing where it's like, you know, it's fourth and two or it's, you know, fourth and goal from the three. It's like run your best play. you got to have something you've been working on all year that you've been sitting on. And he, we both texted each other that on that exact call. They had it. They had something yeah. they'd been sitting on, and the Patriots obviously weren't ready for it. Just a fantastic play design and a great call at the perfect time. Again, that reminded me of the uh, Boise State game plan to beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl years ago, just uh, pulling everything out of the hat. But they needed to get six there because they went for two early in the game and missed. you you got to expand your lead to beat the Patriots. You have to be aggressive to beat the Patriots. I love the call. Hit or miss, you go for it in fourth and goal. Yeah, Billy Moose would have handed it to CJ and seen him stuffed at the three. After the Patriots made it 22-19, I don't know who Corey Clement is. At least I do now. This play was great. Shotgun. Full. Second and ten. Holds back again. He's looking. He's looking. He's pumping. He is going deep. And... Is it a touchdown? I'm awaiting the signal. It is. It is touchdown. It goes all the way down. A 22-yard touchdown to Clement. See, now that one could have gone either way. I know when they went to replay, I could have said, all right, I can find a reason not to allow that because he sort of bobbled it as he went out of bounds. But the naked eye says touchdown, right? If the naked eye says touchdown, let the naked eye make the decision for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he bobbled it necessarily. I think he just moved it as he was tucking it in and he was falling. It just, it, it was called a touchdown. It should have stayed a touchdown. They got that one right. It's kind of crazy how we know about LeGarrette Blunt, Jay Ajayi. Who is this Corey Clement kid? Were you guys aware of Clement before yesterday? I mean, well, he, whoever he is, he's got speed to burn. Cause man, did he, he found his way up the field in a hurry. And let's not disregard the throw on that pass. That throw was amazing. Yeah. Nick Foles, when you sit here on this morning show and compare Nick Foles to Paxton Lynch, it throws like that that I might have to show you and say, give me an example when Paxton Lynch threw a ball like that. Well, he didn't. He never gets the chance. But I did know about Clement because I remember when they torched the Broncos saying they have three running backs mm. that are better than anybody the Broncos have. We'll Prove that again last night, yeah. right? Then things got scary because the Patriots actually took the lead. It was Gronk. Brady lost one for Gronkowski, reaching for it, touchdown. They look unstoppable right now. That was three thirty drive. Yeah, that was all Gronk on that drive. They threw it to him every time, and he couldn't miss. He's got such a huge window of opportunity when you throw it his way. 
And then to hear him after the gra- after the game actually consider not playing next year, get out of there. You, you know he's going to play. Give me a break. I'm not the only one who thought it was over at that point, right? The thought, oh, I thought it was done. Philly yeah. led the entire game, and they're down a point. And I'm going, they've been chasing that extra point the whole time, making bad decisions, going for two, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I thought it was, I thought it was toast. I thought it was classic Patriots. They come back, they take the lead in the fourth quarter, it would have been over. But Philly had, had an answer, which shocked me. Absolutely shocked me. The three staples of the Patriots offense to me are Brady, Gronk, and Solder. How many of those three play for the Patriots next year? Well, Two, Brady's playing three. for the Patriots. Gronk is playing for the Patriots. The only guy you mentioned on that list is Solder. He probably will not. Mm, I think that's a flip of a coin. So two and a half is the over-under. I'll take the over. I think they bring back their left tackle. Vic, you said you wanted Solder as a free agent in Denver. Is he still number one on your wish list? I would certainly go outside of the quarterback position. Yes, no doubt about it. He'd be number one on any list here. Address the offensive line, move bowls to right tackle, make it work. Meanwhile, the Eagles did come back. None of us thought they would. Zach Erks catches the game-winning touchdown. Flares out to the right, caught over the middle, and into the end zone. Zach Ertz for the touchdown. Did you guys think that was going to get overturned? I mean, that was bated breath watching that one. He established himself as a runner. I mean, that's that stupid catch rule. He took two steps to the goal line. I mean, it was obvious in my book. That's why I couldn't understand why Collinsworth was still fighting it. Even up until the call was made, Collinsworth was, well, this can go both ways. How do you see it both ways? He was a runner. I thought it should have been a catch. I thought the call was correct. I was not sure it wouldn't be overturned because you just, you never know. I, 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 that's the NFL rules at this point. They seem to just kind of make them up as they go. I mean, outside of the guy catching the ball and then proclaiming as loudly as he can, I am a runner now. What more do you want? I'm with you, but the way these calls go, it would not have shocked me had it been overturned. 38-33, Vic, you mentioned it. It felt like Brady was going to march down and win the game, and then Brandon Graham goes all Von Miller on us, saves the day. Brady with White to his right. Brady back again. He steps up, he's hit, and falls forward. He and he fumbles the football, and the Eagles have it. It is recovered by... Yeah, it is unrecovered by Bournette. Bournette. Brady fumbles, and Bournette has the ball. They finally the hit they finally hit Tom Brady, and Barnett comes up with the football. Oh, there is that turnover we played for. Yeah, I thought the game was over at that point. I thought the Patriots would come back two minutes to go, plenty of time. I thought the Patriots would win like they normally do. And notice where the pressure came from. They were hitting Brady all night. They were hitting him after the play. The pressure came from the interior as well as the exterior. The guy that got his hand on the ball was inside of Chris Long. That's how you beat Brady. Yeah, they, they, they Philly went a little conservative after that, though. They could have put the game away, had to settle for the field goal to make it at least semi-interesting down the stretch. I thought that might come back to bite him. It was the only time Doug Peterson was a little conservative throughout the game. And finally, the Patriots did get the ball back down eight through a Hail Mary. Almost had a shot to get that game uh, potentially tied up. Brady under pressure. Escapes the sack. Launching one for the end zone. It's a jump ball and it's incomplete. And Brock was there. And time runs out. This is the end of the game. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Finally. 
But you know when you hear reporters ask that question, when did you know it was over? And you get the same answer from every player and coach. Well, when the when the clock hit zeros, I actually felt that way, and it wasn't hyperbole. I'm not one of those who believed that the game was over. It was over when the clock hit zero. I always felt the witch had a chance. Yeah, I mean we've we've seen it so many times from the Patriots that I'm with you. Until it was zero 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 on the clock. I thought they were going to come back and pull it out. I just believed they were going to find a way. By the way, Vic, the highest postseason passer ratings in NFL history are, history are out. It's a list that features Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Kurt Warner, Bart Starr, Jeff Hostetler, and at the top, Nick Foles, 113.2, highest postseason passer rating in NFL history, Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles. And again, the most amazing stat line from that game. Never in the history of football has a quarterback thrown for 500-plus yards, three TDs, zero picks, and lost a football game. Tom Brady lost more than a football game. He lost the freaking Super Bowl. Up next, Hall of Fame talk. A former Bronco is in. Or do you call him a former Bronco? We'll discuss. has another ultimate abs vip experience here we go we're putting you and a guest in the penalty box at pepsi center both are going both are going you could be serving a penalty before the abs and canucks game february 26th penalty coming up on the avalanche let's go sit for a couple oh man get in there then we'll move you to some slightly more comfortable seats to watch the game. I guess we gotta go on the other side of the class, eh? To see the Avs continue their quest for the playoffs. Keep it here all day to qualify on the only station that gives you this much Avs access. Altitude 950. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to Fun. Hey guys, listen up. We all love those hearty homestyle meals. You know, the chicken fried steak with a huge side of mashed potatoes covered in gravy. But let's get real. We aren't going to just cook that up. That's why I get my homestyle meal fix from the Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic for Black Eyed Pea. Try Cajun Catfish right from the south for their turkey and dressing and, of course, their chicken fried steak with homestyle gravy. Nine wonderful front range locations and all locally owned. Great value, great food, and great service at the homestyle Black Eyed Pea. 
What are you going to do with your $5,000? First Transit is hiring full-time bus drivers and experienced diesel mechanics. Apply today and get a $5,000 hiring bonus. You'll earn competitive pay and have great benefits. Apply in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. Get a $5,000 hiring bonus. Go to work for First Transit, hiring bus drivers and experienced diesel mechanics. Apply in person at the Colorado Boulevard location in Commerce City. More information at 720-544-6456. If you're looking for any off-road accessories for your truck, car, SUV, Colorado Off-Road is the place to go. Hi, I'm Riley Dixon, hunter for the Denver Broncos. Hi, Jerry Jones here from Colorado Off-Road. Hey, Riley, I know you got a new truck coming in. What would you like to see on that new truck? I'm hoping to put some 37-inch tires, a leveling kit, possibly a bed cover. Leave it in our hands. We'll get it looking good and to your satisfaction. Colorado Off-Road restyles your ride. In the Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, behind Phil Long. Colorado Off-Road. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Burritos Blaze, a bold new flavor that brings the heat. <laughs> that was my favorite commercial of the lot. The little dude from Game of Thrones, followed by Morgan Freeman doing the Doritos thing. I, I don't know why. Those ones uh, really resonated with me, as did Eli Manning and his dirty dancing. Uh, Manchester, you didn't seem to pay attention to the commercials, and I don't mm-hmm. know where you stand, H.W. you guys have favorites? Uh, I like the Dodge Ram one, but apparently that's controversial to like that. I have that, no idea so what the hell it is. I'll continue to like the uh, Eli and Odell Beckham one. I thought that was good. Did Bud Light have an ad, I'm assuming? A lot, I, of, di- a lot of dilly dilly. I really uh, have no idea. I'm so done with dilly dilly. It's so overused right now that whatever. Uh, the, the one when the, the Bud Knight came into play was okay, I guess. Whatever. But uh, commercials aside, let's talk about another element that occurred over Super Bowl weekend, and it happens every Super Bowl weekend. On Saturday, the day, the day before, they name the Pro Football Hall of Famers. John Lynch did not get called. Brian Dawkins did. Brian Dawkins spent uh, three years in Denver, his final three years. He will go in uh, primarily known as a Philadelphia Eagle. Hell, he works for the Eagles now. So big weekend for Brian Dawkins. I have no no issue with Dawkins. And do you guys? No, no. I mean, he was uh, okay Bronco, but he was great as an eagle. He was a very, very good player. I don't have a problem go- him going in. Was he better than John Lynch? Was he better than mm, Steve Atwater? Very debatable. That's why I felt you could have gone. If you gave me an order of which safety should have gone in first, Steve Atwater should have been first between both of those guys. Yeah, yes. no, I, I agree. I mean, I, and that's that's not to say anything, you know, it's nothing against Brian Dawkins. He's a Hall of Fame worthy player. I just don't think he was better than Steve Atwater, and he wasn't better than John Lynch. And you, you guys know me. I'm not a huge John Lynch guy, but he was a very, very good player in Tampa, and he was a pretty good Bronco. Okay, so I believe Champ Bailey's on the ballot next year. Is he the next Bronco that gets in? Yeah. Got to be. Is he a first ballot guy, though? How can he be? How can he not? I mean, I come know. on. How, how can Ch- And this goes back to my, what does it matter? First ballot, eighth ballot, tenth ballot. Either you're a Hall of Famer or you're not. You saw Champ Bailey's career. How is he not a Hall of Famer? I, he he doesn't have those you know signature moments in big games. I know he had the interception return against the Patriots, but he actually fumbled the ball through the end zone. It should have been a touchback. Like what was the 
what was the signature moment other than that? That's the one play. What was well, the big what was play? Bri- what was Brian Dawkins' signature moment? Uh, he didn't he, have he, a signature uh, moment. I mean, Champ had 10 picks in 06. I mean, 10 picks in a season is insane. I think back to Champ Bailey, and I think of him dropping an interception that would have been a pick six against the Steelers in the 05 championship game that totally changes that game if he makes that play. That's what I think of. That's I, Maybe that's unfair, but that to me stands out as, as much as the return against the Patriots, the 100-yard interception return that should have been a touchback. Do you remember him getting torched in that Ravens game? Never got into that first ballot thing. Either you're a Hall of Famer or you're not. Yeah, but Randy Moss went in on first ballot. T.O. went in on fourth ballot. I think that's, that says something about how they're viewed. But Randy Moss is a much, I think, a much more proficient receiver than Terrell Owens was. I mean, he was a bigger threat than Terrell Owens. Yeah, exactly. So him going in on the first ballot it says that. Says okay, that, you well know then, what, he was, how he was many, a better player. Okay, how many corners can you name during Champ, ba- Champ Bailey's era that were better than Champ Bailey? I mean, his 10 years, let's say his 10 best years in the league. How many corners were better than Champ Bailey? One, two, if any? Richard Sherman? None? No, maybe at the tail end. At the tail end, not during the course of his career. No way. Uh-uh. Well, again, tell me the signature play. A 100-yard so, pick six against Tom Brady. That should have been a it, it doesn't back. need a signature play. He's just consistently great. That's what he was. Okay. He was consistently great. Every guy who got elected this weekend, and Brian Dawkins I'm having a hard time with. I didn't watch every Eagles game. But you consider and come up with Randy Moss highlights in your head, T.O. highlights in your head, Brian Urlacher, Jerry Kramer. Like, you can come up with, oh, yeah, that was the play. Yeah, he was the lead blocker for Bart Starr to end the ice bowl. Like, we have one. I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but come up with the Champ Bailey one. We don't have one. You know what's very interesting? It um, I found it interesting that John Lynch last year came very close to getting a jacket, and this year did not even make the final ten. He dropped in the standing. How does that happen? Well, it's a better class. I mean, you had Urlacher in there, you had Moss in there. There were just there were there were better. I mean, last year's class was kind of weak, really. Like Jason Taylor, Jason Taylor. Did he, I mean. I know he put up good numbers and he, you know, he was, he was a pass rush guy down in Miami for a decade, but like, did Jason Taylor like transform the game? Do you think of him as like, you can't tell the history of the NFL without Jason Taylor? Yeah, no. I agree. Yeah, I agree on that one. Uh, on the text line, 30933, 30933, Coach Jones agrees with me. Actually paid attention to some of the commercials. I think the Tide commercials were winning. They were because they were effective. I, I remembered the Tide campaign. I thought that was hilarious. You guys didn't. I don't recall the Tide campaign, no. Yeah, I thought Tide was fine, but, I mean, didn't they just rip off? Like, at one point, I saw, like, one of those horses. What are those things called? Clydesdales? Yeah, I saw one of those, and they were, like, I thought it was a Budweiser commercial, and then it was a Tide commercial. I was very confused. 7335, I know you hate good players, Manchester, but Bailey was the best DB in football for a decade. That's my point. A decade straight, he was the best. All right. Again. Texture, send me the signature play other than the 100-yard interception. Why do you need a signature play? What was was Deion Sanders' signature play? Oh, I don't know. The the interception he had when he went back to Atlanta and he high-stepped from the 40 all the way down. he high-stepped and that makes him a Hall of Famer? I I don't know. The first time he fielded a punt as a Falcon and ran it back for a touchdown, I can keep going. I mean, give me a break. I mean, make sure you don't bring up Todd Helton, Vic. That could get ugly. Champ Bailey is a lock for the Hall of Fame. It's not even – why even vote? If I'm in that room and I have to put together a list of Champ Bailey attributes, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to look at the other pro football writers in the room and I'm going to say, hey, take the mustard off your shirt. 
Shut up. We're I'm, putting Chad Bailey in the hall. That's I'm not exactly sure, my message. I'm not sure he's a lock next year. I'm not. Well, then he's it's not. stupid. Well, then everybody's stupid. <laughs> well, we'll have Jeff Legwald on the show tomorrow. Uh, he's yeah. in that room. And I will call everybody and anybody who doesn't vote for Champ Bailey as a Hall of Famer. You're stupid. You, yeah. Just turn in your card. Give me the signature play. That's what I want. That's what I want, Texter. You got these, you always have these, these catchphrases you come up with. Now, Hall of Fame contention is based on signature plays. Okay. Yeah. What, what is Peyton Manning's signature play? Oh, I don't know. The, the touchdown to Stokely to break Dan Marino's record? That's, that's the that's, signature that play. That jumps okay. out. All right. I don't know. Any number of the unbelievable throws to Marvin Harrison? Sometimes. You crack me up. <laughs> he doesn't uh, have a signature. You know, Todd Elton. Todd Elton has that signature home run against uh, Takashi Saito to start October 07. You remember that? I I will give you that. He has more signature plays than Champ Bailey. People, it's just one of those things everybody says. Champ Bailey is a great player. Okay, tell me when. When when did he make that impact play? He had 18 picks in a two season span. All right. Well, he dropped the interception that would have changed the 2005 AFC title game. He dropped it. Right uh, this one's from Matt on the text line. I uh, may have missed this earlier, but how much would you guys give up for Foles? He has a team option the next oh, three years. Geez. Philly could try and flip the. I, I don't think Philly's going to try to trade him. Why would you? If you're Philly, why wouldn't you have both quarterbacks? You have Carson Wentz. So what? Guys go down all the time. Do you know the kind of value you could fetch for Nick Foles today if you're right. in Philly? If Nick Foles is on the Broncos roster this past season, what's their record? Eight and eight. Ten and six. Eight and eight. You got to have the right coach with the right system to have the right why, why do you think this is funny? You're all about the QB. He clearly would have been better than Simeon, clearly better than Lynch, and clearly better than Osweiler. He just won Super Bowl MVP. I don't agree that he clearly would have been better than any of those guys. I don't think he's clearly better than those guys. I don't. Did you I watch don't. a game last night? I'm yes. so confused then. Yes, he, had, right, a, so what he happened? had a great game because it was a great game plan, and he went out and executed it. It was give great you that. against Minnesota, But there was too. the same crappy coaches that were here, and, and it was he was still Billy Moose calling plays as opposed to Doug Peterson, he would have not had any better results. What's he's our not, Billy Moose down out today? We're at about 15. He's at about six or seven. He's, he's not exceeded a, the limit. He's not a transformative player. He's not. Come on. He just won an NFC title game and a oh, Super Bowl in a span fine. of 15 days. Fine. You, so, okay, would you give him a $100 million contract? Give him 30. The give hottest, him 30. the hottest hot take I believe I've ever heard on this show, and I've heard a lot of them, is Manchester, the day after the Super Bowl, saying that Paxton Lynch is more talented than Nick Foles. He is. That, to me, is the most alarming thing to yeah. come from ah, your mouth. Yeah. I'm at the point now where I'm questioning whether you're all there. <laughs> it kind of scared me, Vic. The 7 o'clock hour Honest was a little God, concerning. I'm starting to wonder if you are oh. all 100% there. What talent, was your PTO in Vegas in or in what category? In what category is Nick Foles more talented, raw talent, than Paxton Lynch. Arm, what category? Legs, accuracy, accuracy. Uh, brains. Um, brains. The, the way he runs Not an offense. Not playing Xbox. I, I Super Bowl just, MVP I trophies. I disagree with you guys. 27 touchdowns and two picks. Going to be a multimillionaire who we'd love to see in orange and blue next year. Yeah, he's going to be a multimillionaire because somebody's going to overpay for him. He's the perfect Cleveland Brown. That's what I he love is. this uh, He's Mike Glennon. Me. That's what he is. Love this Mike Glennon. How many Super Bowls MVP Mike Glennon? He's Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. Let me rephrase again. Dexter Jackson won Super Bowl MVP. Hey, do you have by chance Paxton Lynch's numbers in his second season as an NFL oh, player? God, do you have those? Go. I have Nick Foles. Nick Foles in his second season in the NFL. Twenty-seven touchdowns, two interceptions. 
I and Vic. you're going to compare him to Paxton Lynch. Paxton yep. Lynch, career stat, wow. Vic. He's got four touchdowns and four picks his entire career. Wow. His second year, he threw two touchdowns and three picks. So 27-2 versus 2-3. and three. Okay. Yeah, because uh, let's look at this line if you're looking at that. How many games did each of them play? How many games did they deserve to play? All right. How's that? That's who, a better question. Who played, for, play? who played for a guy? Look, you can say what you want, but who played for a coach who was – an outside-the-box thinker, and who played for Rick Dennison and Billy Moose? Okay, I will ask the question I started the show with. Let's All right, go with here that. we go. I'm glad you went there. So you're saying that if Paxton Lynch had started the game for Philadelphia under the tutelage of Doug Peterson, that the Eagles would still have beaten the, the Patriots? Yesterday. Yes. He has been poorly coached. I want to punch you in the face so He's bad right been now. poorly coached. He's been I coached by two such guys a who got fired. Face. Rick Dennison has been fired twice. Since Paxton Lynch has been in the NFL twice, and Mike McCoy has been fired twice Vic, since don't, Paxton Lynch has been in the NFL. Why do, what, what don't you guys get? Don't let him read the text line right now because I it is I don't understand mean. what you guys get. I'm sorry. I like a guy on the Broncos roster. Keep texting me all this nastiness. That's fine. Nick Foles. Hit your wagon to Nick Foles, Cleveland Browns. You'll continue to be awful. Final segment coming up. I say we just play 10 minutes of smooth jazz. You got the Vic Lombardi show. The hottest hot take I believe I've ever heard on this show, and I've heard a lot, is Manchester, the day after the Super Bowl, saying that Paxton Lynch is more talented than Nick Foles. He is. That to me is the most alarming thing to come from Ah, your mouth. I'm at the point now where I'm questioning whether you're all there. Altitude 950, it's the Nugget Station. Oh, that's large. And we've got Nuggets Insider, Adam Mares from DenverStiffs.com. With Mason Plumley out, with Paul Millsap out, the Nuggets aren't going to be, in my opinion, a, a great defensive team. But what you can do is control the things that you can control and not give them free points. Don't foul jump shooters. Don't foul guys for and ones and things like that. Get the latest Nuggets insight from Adam Mares this afternoon with Mark Mosier, exclusively on Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports this is James Merlant. I want to tell you how you can save more in mortgage interest with my friends at American Financing. It's common knowledge that you're going to pay interest when borrowing money. But did you know that there are ways to pay off mortgage interest sooner? From biweekly payments to an extra payment each year, even a streamlined refinance, you have options available that will save you anywhere from $500 to $1,000 a month. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Troy Hansford knows how to move homes. He can sell because he knows how to market your home. He is an agent that specializes in the marketing. In fact, he's got a deal going right now. Hansford will sell your home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for five grand. Troy has an exclusive system. Again, if you're not happy, you can go away. If you feel pressure, you don't have to do it. There is no obligation. There is no risk. Just give them a try. 720-600-6244. That's 720-600-6244. He's Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Group. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. 
We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. We're all so busy. It's hard to find balance. Every day this month is Valentine's Day at Five Wellbeing Studio and Spa. Treat yourself or your loved one to a peaceful retreat. Go to fivewellbeing.com to receive a $150 gift card for $125. Use promo code LOVE. Try one of their signature spa experiences or have a relaxing massage or facial. Use promo code LOVE through February 28th at fivewellbeing.com. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Rael de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Rael de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food, it's Rael de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at RaelDeMinasRestaurant.com. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four-lane to fun. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Crowd buzzing, fired ahead for Landeskog to the Anaheim zone. Drops it for McKinnon with a shot. He scores! Oh, no, he didn't do that. Oh, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Nathan McKinnon. This is when they hit the phones, right, HW? Yes, sir. Altitude 950 wants to send you and a guest to see the Avs and the Canucks on the 26th. 303-753-0950. Caller number three right now is qualified for the latest Ultimate Avs VIP experience. You're going to sit in the penalty box before the game. 303-753-0950. Every time you hear that the rest of the week, caller three, we will pick a winner on Friday on Crackman and Harris. And coming up after this show, the Avs Blake Como will join... Uh... Brownman and Hastings. Uh, they also got uh, Nikki Javala, the Denver Post, on the program, and Ryan Harris, uh, who was at the Super Bowl all week, will join Hastings and Brownman. That show right after this one on Altitude 950. All right, fellas, before we get to our fact checker, Marty O, uh, some thoughts. Uh, Nuggets tonight against Charlotte. Again, uh, the only way to legitimize what you did against OKC and Golden State, you got to beat Charlotte. Charlotte is chasing in the East. They're not even in the playoffs right now, not in that conversation. It's a beatable team, a team you lost to at their place earlier in the season. Got to win this game. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it, it. and this is the kind of game that when I look at the schedule makes me nervous because the Nuggets seem to be ready to go when the Thunder come into town and the Celtics and the Warriors, and then they stub their toe when the Hawks are here. 
to me, it reeks of that same kind of game. So you got to be ready to go. You got to go out and get the win tonight. It's one that when you look at the schedule, that should be a W. You have to get it. Otherwise, Saturday night was for naught. The Avs are back home tomorrow night against San Jose, sort of like a sandwich home game between uh, big road trips. Uh, Avs have to find their way, clearly. Without Nathan McKinnon, it's going to be doubly tough. Varley's back. Varley played pretty well Saturday night, you know, in his first game in a month. Yeah, he played pretty darn well. I thought Varley did his part. They just couldn't generate offense. The, The offense looks lost without Big Mac in there. Yeah, I don't know how closely you guys watched that game on Saturday. I know you both did Nuggets that night, but I watched that Avs game all the way through. Uh, three nothing. It was a lot closer than three nothing. Let's put it that way. Bednar said it best. Varley was their best player, but you're right, Vic. Without McKinnon, someone's got to step up and step up quickly in a big way. Although Winnipeg's goalie did play well on Saturday, Avs got robbed a handful of times. Quickly from the text line, uh, seven three seven four Manchester going to be the number one fan of any XFL team that Lynch starts for in two years. <laughs> I don't think he's good enough to play in the XFL. Okay, a year ago, a year ago. Who thought anything of Nick Foles? No one. No one did. So yeah, that's but fine. Nick, but the difference is Nick Foles established himself at some point in his career. I get it. He had a 17-2 to two ratio in his second season. I get it. Did Nick Foles play for two offensive coordinators who were fired four times in 14 months? No. Oh, no. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, did, did Nick Foles play in an offense? What this is. What is it? Where they didn't tailor it toward his skill set? So what, you're saying it's all about coaching. So then how come that same coach can't turn Trevor Simeon into Nick Foles? Because Trevor Simeon doesn't have any talent. It's gloomy and crappy outside I don't know for what a reason. That's how we should all feel. <laughs> I don't know what your definition of talent is. Here's another one from the text line. Oh. I was hoping to see Sergio Dip reporting on the sideline last night. Could have had his own commercial. That's a good point. Yeah. Somebody should have gone full dip. They should have. He would have been. I want to scream, I'll scream. He would have been great in a commercial. The hell's that drop? I don't know. Where'd that come from? I don't know. <laughs> we haven't had any all day, and now he's played like 92 of them. Play that one again. Was I losing my voice? I want to scream, I'll scream. <laughs> that is a good one. He's <laughs> up, I'm guessing you were upset with me. I'm just going to no, he was uh, He was upset with the guy, I can't think of his name, uh, about the U.S. not making the World Cup. Oh. Taylor, whatever his name was. Yeah. Okay. My favorite, uh, my favorite text comes in from Josh here. This is a double shot at uh, Manchester. Come on, guys. You're forgetting Paxter's, uh, you're forgetting Paxton's signature moment. Case closed. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm telling you, he has been poorly coached and has not been given an opportunity. That's my take on it. Wow, I'm just really off my rocker with that. Come on. Hey, who's a better, uh, another text that brings up a great point, and I'll just go on Brian and Westy's comments here. Who's a better all-time football player, Brian Urlacher or Champ Bailey? Brian Urlacher. What was Urlacher's signature moment in Chicago there, James? What, what signature did he give us? Well, I didn't watch every Bears game, but if you gave me a moment, I would probably come up with yeah, a lot two of or signatures three or four. coming to my mind right now. Well, again, right, let's we go. watched every Champ Bailey game. Let's go. Time where? now. Mistake-filled show. Three hours of mistakes. What are they, Marty? Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry, that's not right. In today's fact checker, I want to scream! I'll scream! <laughs> All right, guys, besides RPO, what was the most used phrase of the day today? Billy Moose. Oh, it, was, it was tight at the top. Billy Moose was in the top four, but he was not the top one. I am getting sick of the RPO. I'm just jumping uh, on Poppycock, Balderdash. No, it was the Wickersham article. Yeah. Clocked in at eight. Yeah. Xbox was seven. Billy Moose was seven. And Pencil Boy was at six. By the way. Wow. 
<laughs> Pencil Boys Matt Patricia. That all is from Three HW. Three of those are HW. Yeah. What What is the more popular uh, game console? Is it Xbox or PlayStation? I'm just curious. I don't know. Xbox. Is it? Yeah. You know that for a fact? I mean, no. I, I'm just voting on the one we have. So are there, there there are two of them, right? There's PlayStation and Xbox. Is there a third I'm missing? Is Wii? Wii's one of them. Is there we still PlayStation? Is that still a thing? Like, I don't know. I have an Xbox. I don't have any idea. A couple years ago, Xbox was the go-to, but I think PlayStation's taking it over. I don't know. I don't play video games anymore. Hell no. Uh, we had a Balderdash today and a rare Poppycock from James. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Yep. Uh, and then uh, later, Will, you were asked to place your life savings on a team to win the AFC next year. Let's uh, take a listen to who you picked. Who Who's the favorite <laughs> to win the AFC next year? If you had to put your entire life savings uh, on it, who would you put it on? Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> no. You know who the favorite is. Come on. Or Jacksonville. You, you okay, to go you to just Vegas. lost your life savings. You had to That's go to dumb. Vegas. Good news is my life savings isn't that strong. Yeah. So but You know, no. as long as Hoodie and Brady are doing their thing, they're always going to be favored in the AFC. Well, are you going to read the Wickersham it. article again today I'm or not? I'm so tired Oops, number of nine. the Wickersham article. Ugh. I don't care. Did you see who's favored to win Super Bowl 53? No, who's in? The Patriots. Of course. Yeah, Why exactly. are we surprised? I know. Vegas picked, is picking the Patriots, but I don't know. Maybe they haven't read the Wickersham article. <laughs> Rumor has it that Greg Schiano will leave Ohio State to replace... Uh, Josh McDaniels as the Patriots OC. Well, that should go well. All right, HW, you are not a fan of JT's halftime show. Vic was not a fan of that take, and he wanted to uh, take action on it. Let's listen to that. I'm going to say Timberlake was the worst halftime show in the last six or seven years. Uh, Needed a special guest. I just want to spank you over my knee. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Oh, mercy. No other way to respond. No, we don't. That was appropriate. What else? Now, last one here. And finally, Vic, the question everyone is asking. Now, let's let's take a listen to the question. Don't watch Vic. I think he sets his shirts and his sweaters in the dryer on high because look at how short it is. I'd even wax the belly button. We're not sure. Vic? I don't wax. You don't wax the belly button? I don't wax. I do shave in that area on occasion. If I want to scream, I'll scream. That'll do it for me. Is that manscaping? Is that what that's called? <laughs> Thank you, Marty. Uh, that's in reference to Mark Rycroft. Mark Rycroft's tremendous telestrator session of me and Kyle at the Nuggets game on the game winner from Gary Harris. Um, God, it was so fun. You weren't here, James. You were out of town. But the fan that came out and confronted Russell Westbrook yeah. after that shot, that guy's been now booted. Apparently, he's done that several times. I got it on the download that he has done that on a couple occasions, not directly with players, but he's been a, a problem, and they're trying to find every which way. I just find it hard. How do you blame that on security? You've been there. You've been front court, right? Yeah. There's no way security can stop every fan from entering the playing surface. It's not It's not possible. No, it's one of the things that makes being courtside in an NBA game so cool. Like, you are right there. Like you, you, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can get in the game. You can run out in the middle of the game-winning play during the play if you wanted to. Nobody could stop you. That's not on security. But did the, did the guy really do anything that bad? Didn't Westbrook kind of overreact? Well, Westbrook's Westbrook, I guess. In that situation, you don't want to run onto the court. It's not like you went out looking for a fight. No. You just got in his face and said something. I mean, it, it seems like much ado about nothing to me. At the same time. The time of his life. At the same time, all that talk about finding Westbrook, why would he get fined? He didn't do anything either. No, I agree. I agree. I think it should have been everybody just goes their separate ways. All right. Monday. The day after the Super Bowl, piping hot takes galore today. Some of the worst I've ever heard. It's up to you, Jesse Trujillo. 
What is our Fired Up finale? This is the Fired Up finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. Champ Bailey is a lock for the Hall of Fame. It's not even... Why even vote? If I'm in that room and I have to put together a list of Champ Bailey attributes, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to look at the other pro football riders in the room and I'm going to say, hey, take the mustard off your shirt. Shut up. We're I'm, putting Chad Bailey in the hall. That's I'm not exactly sure, my message. I'm not sure he's a lock next year. I'm not. Well, then I'm it's not. stupid. Well, then everybody's stupid. <laughs> we'll have Jeff Legwald on the show tomorrow. Oh, he's yeah. in that room. And I will call everybody and anybody who doesn't vote for Chad Bailey as a Hall of Famer. You're stupid. You, yeah. Just turn in your card. <laughs> Smart man, that Jesse Trujillo. Smart man. What About time. What was Champ Bailey's signature moment? I don't care. That's what it's I want. Hundred yard pick six against uh, no, the goat I, in a playoff game. You like, what, why do you sig- keep ignoring that? His signature moment is that every quarterback feared him. They knew exactly where he was every game, every part of the game. That was his signature moment. So HW just answered the question with a play in which he loafed it at the end, and instead of being a pick six, it should have been a touchback. Thank you for making my point. You know, and, and I did say next year, who will get in wow, with the Broncos? That's a hot take. You, you know, you know who's going to get in next year? Pat Bowen's going to get in next year. He's got to be. He's got to be next mm-hmm. in line. We all thought that this year, and it was yeah. Bobby Bethard. He should be, but I, I'm not going to count on anything until the Pro Football uh, Hall of Fame voters actually make it happen. All right, good stuff, boys. Coming up next on Altitude 950, it's Brownman and Hastings. They've got the Avs' Blake Como on the show. They'll also chat with Nikki Javala, the Denver Post. She was out at the Super Bowl along with Ryan Harris. All coming up next right here on Altitude 950. Have a good Monday, sports fans. Altitude 950. Rewind. I felt calm. I mean, we have such a great group of guys, such a great coaching staff. We felt confident coming in, and, you know, we just went out there and played football. You know, we played this game since we were a little kid. We've dreamed about this moment. There's plenty of kids watching this game right now dreaming about this moment, and someday we'll be here. And to be here with my daughter, my wife, my family, my teammates, this city, we're very blessed. Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets take on the Hornets at Pepsi Center. Tip off is at 7 o'clock with a pregame show. Game it away at 6.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. The KSE. Parker. Denver. Home of the Avalanche. Home of the Nuggets. Denver's All Sports Station. Altitude 950. Live from the Altitude 950 Studios. Scott Hastings, Julie Brownman, Hastings and Brownman starts now. Your construction smells of corruption. I manipulate to recreate this air to go around saga. Gotta launder my charma, 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 charma. Hallelujah! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the program. Scott and Julie with you. 